Dear Diary, this is my very first entry, so let me introduce myself to you. My name is Gigi, and I enjoy shoujo trash and vampires. I'm a member of the Dub Talk podcast, and I have a problem. You see, I love this boy so much, but there's a rumor going around that he doesn't like me just because I spend my time watching anime soap operas instead of sitting down outside his house in the snow crying over him. Diary, do you think I'm making a mistake? Here's what my podcast has taught me concerning this situation. One, this contains strong language and sensitive subjects not for younger folks. Listener discretion is advised. Two, this also contains spoilers for any and all anime, including Peach Girl, so you'd better finish at least this series before listening to this podcast. And three, all the opinions expressed in this diary, out on the street, or in the podcast are those of the individual participants and do not represent Dub Talk as a whole. I know that probably didn't make much sense, but if only you could see inside my head, that wouldn't make much sense either. I have the Poochie theme song on a constant loop, and every once in a while I just hear somebody calling me Andrew. It's really weird. Whoever that Andrew guy is, we need to be over him. Anyways, I'm exhausted, and I need a Frankenberry Frappuccino to even make it through the rest of the show, and even though it doesn't have caffeine in it, I'm going to trick myself into thinking that it does, because Starbies has been out of my normal drink order for three weeks now. What is a girl to do, and what do you think I should do about this boy, diary? <sighs> I know you can't answer me, but send me a sign tomorrow. TTFN, your girl, Gigi. Andrew, damn it! What's happening, friends, fans, and fam? Welcome to another episode of Dub Talk, where a group of soap opera fans come together to discuss the latest and greatest in English anime dubs. Tonight, we have a very special show for you. It's the Patreon request show. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. Patreon paying the bills, making that money. Making it rain in this bitch. Making it rain. Every quarter, (laughs) we take a request from a raffle of our Patreon members. And this quarter show is brought to you courtesy of Otaku Anthony. Hi, Otaku Anthony. Thank you. Thank you so much much for kicking me in the butt to get this episode off the ground. And I'm so sorry it took so long. You can blame me because I'm stressed. No, 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 no. no. We're not blaming you because you. We're blaming your house. Yeah, we'll blame my house (laughs) that I don't want to put on a public recording unless you're on my YouTube and you're giving me money to watch it. Cool. More more to the point, let's actually blame... The content of the program itself, because this is uh, something that I don't think that I would have voluntarily watched if it wasn't a special <laughs> request. It is, ah, uh, my the goodness. The fact that he volunteered for this is hilarious, actually. I did, volu- I did volunteer. It, it was a, it was a dare to myself. He's a sacrificial lamb. You're yes. speaking. a sacrificial lamb, dude. You ever get speaking that? of Noah volunteering, I did not lock him in the cage, um, but I'm joined by members of my fellow cage crew, Stephanie. Yes, hello. I, I volunteered willingly and with good reason, 
<laughs> I'm not the sacrificial lamb like Noah. <laughs> and Noah Clue. I didn't know. I, I voluntarily, I walked backwards into hell this time. It was a full-fledged voluntary It was your thing. own damn choosing. It was your own damn fault. I, I'm glad I did too, because now I can say I, I went through this. I have more balls yep. and more of a man than anyone else who's not manly enough to watch this particular show, which I guarantee you most of the people who have like voted for this on online anime forums and so forth they have probably, not watched this probably have... more of the female persuasion oh so we're talking about nakaimo season two no no I we're here to talk about it. side note they actually side note. Really sentai reason. why They're sentai really why reason. why did you do that, they, that just <laughs> for everyone who's not listening out there nakaimo our valentine's episode which was the worst episode that we've ever uh, show i'm sorry not the episode but uh, the worst show we've ever covered yeah. Sentai decided that, oh, we should re-release this. I yeah. forgot we had this. But it's going to be re-released in, in October. I, and we don't know if they remember they had it just because we covered it for an episode or if they had Andrew, to. Andrew, Andrew quietly in the back of his mind like would like to think so because that's just fucking funny. <laughs> and I don't a, blame him. That's my headcanon. And who knows? Maybe uh, we'll get a re-release of this show too once uh, this episode God. goes up. It's, I can't it's get like a box set years. for Udapri, but we could get a Blu-ray for Nakaimo. It's not Nakaimo. We're talking about the Funimation dub for the 2005 Shoujo Trash Sensation, Peach Girl. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it over a hurricane. fucking decade. It is really that old. Not not just the show, There's... but the dub itself is. Oh the dub God. itself is almost 15 years old now. Yeah. I, I think I've seen this, like, I think this was, like, my fifth time watching it the oh whole way God. through. <laughs> this is only my second time, because the last time I watched it was legit, like, a decade ago when I was in college. This so, is... I, this has been on my list to rewatch for years, so, really? yes, I willingly put this myself with on this damn purse. Okay, I willingly enough. put myself on this. Now, see, I have, a... I have that purse. I have you a have copy that of purse. this. Yeah. See, I had a home video I, copy of this that I, I had bought for pretty relatively cheap, and it's the original full season release from Funimation from way back in the day that I, I, you know, I've been trying to work my way through my backlog of stuff on the shelf, and this was just the perfect excuse to do that. I just love this show. It's so dumb. It is what? so uh, fucking stupid. It is, it is classic, like, teen high school melodrama, and it's the most trashiest fucking thing that you would expect from a mid-2000s anime. I, I, want, I want to put an image up on the screen here. There's this, this Calvin and Hobbes strip where Calvin and okay. Hobbes are playing with multiple toys together. They're playing with Tyrannosauruses in fighter jets, essentially. And they're doing this. Calvin's saying, this is so cool. And Hobbes is saying, this is so stupid. <laughs> and I'm the one saying, this is so cool. And everybody else is like, this is so dumb. I made my boyfriend watch most of this with me. Oh, Itchy, you poor... I, my heart goes out to you because this... You can go and tell them what this is about, but th this is stupid for multiple... This yeah. is a show that's very stupid for multiple reasons. So... So Peach Girl was produced in the mid-2000s by Studio Comet, who brought us such classics as Suzuka, which ah! came out around the same fucking time as this show, but is not as good. Uh, Cute High Earth Defense Club Love and a bunch of really old shoujo and children's anime that never got licensed that I really want to see. 
uh, including some anime with my melody from Sanrio, who's my favorite Sanrio character. What the hell, Discotech? Get on the Sanrio anime. <laughs> Um, I have to. And here's they're the, working on it. They've been getting, they've been doing pretty good with the old school stuff lately. You know, I found at least ten things when I looked up Studio Comet that I'd never even heard of, Seriously? and I was like, "Wow, I wish that they would take some of this old shojo." And they had like Captain Subasa seasons, mm-hmm. like, oh okay. They are they were doing it. They did School Rumble in the mid two thousand. School Rumble's the big one. Yep. Oh and, uh, yeah yeah I think yeah. It, okay. Which I'm pretty sure they copy pasted all the backgrounds from that show because the hi- the inner high school <laughs> of Peach Girl looks identical to the one from School Rumble. <laughs> I've never watched School Rumble, but that's hilarious if that's true. It, it oh looks, god, I haven't watched School Rumble in like ten years. Oh, I've never I watched that it show. before. It, you guys would love it. You would love the dub. You would love the. It's a lot like this show too, in that it is a bunch of people with unrequited love who pine for each other and they right. get kind of entangled. It, it's But in, as opposed to this show, which is only four people, School Rumble has about 20 people who are intertwined. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. So this one kind of so like... It, so instead of a triangle or even a fucking square sometimes with Peach Girl, it's a fucking like quadrilateral web Horseshit. It is a dodecahedron. 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 Yes. <laughs> so, so well, anyway, what is the show about? All right. So, Momo Adachi has tan skin and orange hair from spending so much time in the pool. Slut. Because- <laughs> Sorry. I, that. I, almost, I was like, girl, she has slut. She, she does not. Far from it. But that's what they because think. Of- I know, and because of an offhand comment by a classmate, she believes that the love of her life, her childhood friend Toji, will never love her because she's been out in the sun too much. Meanwhile, her best frenemy, Sai, wants everything that Momo even remotely covets, including Toji himself and their friend Kairi. Well, he wants in on this drama train as well. (laughs) Choo-choo! Hop in this Bermuda love triangle and add multiple typhoons and you have a two-core anime that's hard to forget. And not one amnesia trope. Thank fuck. Thank God. (laughs) That's usually a staple for these kind of things. No amnesia tropes. Oh, shit. I was going to say that 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 was the worst Valentine's thing we'd ever done, but no, really, Nakaimo was worse than amnesia. That's how bad it was. No, in your opinion, amnesia would be the worst one before Nakaimo. In my opinion, amnesia was fun. (laughs) Amnesia is great. Tell me not to drive to Houston to go meet Blake Shepard next weekend. Oh, Tell me God. not to drive there. I will not. I, we will do no such thing. We will actually, we will egg you on like the bad enablers we are. Do it. <laughs> do it. Get the Uber and do it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's start. Let's start this train up. Choo-choo. Everybody buckle up. Yay. There's no seatbelts on a train, but we're, we're, on a we're ride. here for safety. I'll put on my conductor hat. Conductor let's go, of the salt Conductor Gigi, let's go. I've been, right. I've been missing Conductor Gigi, let's go. All right, so we've got our head writer, Mr. Eric Vale, and then we have three directors. Uh, Tyler, uh, well, Tyler Walker, Zach Bolton, and Kevin M. Connolly. Now, please keep this in mind when we talk about the show that Kevin M. Connolly did episodes 18 through the end which I'll talk about shortly, but let's hear some stuff that they've done. Uh, Eric Vale has written uh, One Piece episodes of. I lo- I listened to him do an audio commentary about it. Nice. Just a couple weeks ago, because we were on that episode. 
that had the audio commentary on the DVD. Thanks, Funimation. Uh, he also wrote the classic Spice and Wolf, which is absolutely nothing like this. Yeah. And uh, Sasami Magical Girls Club. Oh, boy. Which is a guilty pleasure of mine. I- I mm-hmm. feel like I know the name of that show, but I also don't know the name of that show. It is a it, spinoff of Tenchi Mio. Yeah. Gotcha. It, that's not in the canon. Then it, yes, I probably wouldn't know it as much because I know nothing about Tenchi Mio. Nothing? Love really? It. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so, I know nothing. It's so sleazy. I love it. I'm not saying. If you've ever seen The Owl House, Ida looks just like Ryoko from Tenchi Mio, and I'm taking that to the bank. <laughs> And the grave. Are, are, are All you right, a, and uh, so you had to pick the, yes. best, the best girl from Tenchi Muyo, uh, as opposed to the actual best girl who is Washu. Uh, no, this is best all girl will up always be Ryoko, and I will, I will fight to the death for that bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just gonna let the references go over my head. It's great. I'll just sit in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> okay, this is fine. This is Our Tenchi fine. episode is way out in the future. That was uh. <laughs> Um, oh, our God, directors... yeah, more, add more shit to the backlog. All right. Christ. Uh, I only put one credit down for the director since there's three of them, and fuck it. Tyler Walker directed our favorite anime, yes! King's Game. Yes! Oh, uh, yes. Everybody loves fucking King's Game. God, you're <laughs> Zach Bolt going to rap one show for Tyler Walker, and we've lost Stephanie. Oh, God. We lost her. She's gone. Listen. Oh. He had to cut his teeth on Peach Girl before he could get to the magnificent piece of garbage known as King's Game. Yeah, King's Game yeah. is a Zach, magnificent piece of garbage. Uh, Zach Bolton directed a much better piece of shoujo trash called Rumbling Hearts. Anybody remember that hot mess? Because I do. I've now that's another one that's it. on my shelf. But, and I know that it's also uh, renowned for being kind of a melodrama, but I don't actually know from actually watching it. It good. It good. It good. Uh, and Kevin M. Connolly didn't ever direct anything else by himself, but he was an assistant director on Suzuka. Oh, Yay! I, which <laughs> is exactly like this show, except more boring. Really? So what you're telling me is I should never watch Suzuka. No, don't even waste your time. But, between, but between, between your recommendation of it, hold on, between your recommendation of it and Megan's outright hate for Suzuka, it tells me that I should never watch Suzuka. <laughs> But Stephanie, you you watch the sequel series, Fuka. You are contractually obligated to watch Suzuka. I am not contractually obligated to do shit. (laughs) It's right there. It's been waiting for you for, uh, like uh, Gigi was saying, it's been around for about as long as this show. I am not contractually obligated to do shit because the person writing the contracts would be me, fucker. But you are contractually obligated to talk about this writer and director, so yeah. let's do that instead. Um, I will start. Okay. Uh, number one, by saying that the last five episodes were the best directed ones. Yes. I. Uh, yep. Yep. So Kevin Kevin M. Connolly fucking knocked that shit out of the park, except for a few performances, which we'll get to way at the end. Uh the writing on this, it screams like early Funimation dub. Yeah, this is, like, it, for context, this this is not the kind of show that um, the average anime fan, uh, when we say average anime fan, we mean, like, uh, the kind of shonen-y anime fans that would have been watching Funimation's earlier stuff, like Yu Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball Z, would be watching. So I find it interesting that uh, Funimation, around this time, was dipping into 
stuff that was had a wider range of attraction. Like, this is a romance. This is trashy romance stuff. DBZ yeah. fans ain't going to be watching this. Yeah, I don't remember too many of their early, early shows mm-hmm. where it dips into this this demographic. Right. Like, this genre. It's The only other exception might be Fruits Basket at this time, um, being the 2001 version, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, it's very interesting how they decided to dip into this. And <laughs> I know Gigi just said, it seems it, it, the writing seems is pretty typical of like the early mid two thousands Funimation stuff, but I also weirdly enough think it works to an extent because they fucking played up the melodrama. Oh, I'm so I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I love the early Funimation's mid two thousands stuff because <laughs> yes. it's campy oh, no. as shit. It's campy as shit. It is very campy. And oh my god, it's great. Like, so drunk okay. It's too late. It's too late. So, <laughs> so Peach Girl could have easily been live action. But I think what makes it like in anime form is like the campy performances and dialogue. Yeah. And you can only do that when you're, you know, quote unquote, writing a cartoon show. But there are like some some lines are in there like sigh at one point said thank you love or something like that and I was like oh I shit I still talk like that and it's 2021 <laughs> yeah so I, I'd like to point out that the um I, I watched the show on home video with the subtitles turned on so essentially right. what the original Japanese lines were or at least closer were, to them right it deviates so heavily in the does dub. it the dub t- had no fu- it had l- less than zero fucks it had negative two fucks to give about fidelity to the actual lines in the original Ooh. show but it's good that's good i'm gonna play that up as a good thing because it sounds more natural um to mm-hmm. let the act- their mentality i feel for tyler zach and kevin was this is really stupid material this is very cheesy and it's very difficult to play that up Sincerely, so listen. No, listen. It is not stupid material. Are you sure? It is trashy material. Get it right. Okay, it's. I'm sorry. It's stupid in that some of the decisions the characters make are stupid. The well, that's 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 fucking trashy soap opera writing. That's the point. Like if you grew up watching Days of Our Lives or General Hospital, (laughs) and did I ever? well, hello, Marlena got possessed by the devil. I mean, what better storyline could you get in a soap opera? At least nobody got possessed by the devil. Well, granted, Sai can be the devil herself sometimes, so I guess that's yes, close. She, right? Quite literally. Mm-hmm. Or if you watch, like, 90210 or The Vampire Diaries, as Steph did. Oh, Vampire Diaries, oh. Pretty Little Liars. Oh. Fucking, what's that show on ABC? Gossip Girl. What is that show on ABC Family? Um, um, Secret Life of American Teenager. That's another Ooh, fucking one. Oh, that one's garbage. That one is hot garbage. <laughs> it, Hellcats. Y'all remember Hellcats? One season oh of fucking God. Ashley Tisdale. No, wait, it wasn't even Ashley. Yes, no. it was. Was it? <laughs> I mean... Is it sad that when Stephanie said that one ABC Family show, my first thought was Kyle XY? Because that's the only one I Oh, that was bad, too. That was boring. Was it? it? I never watched that. I didn't either. Lincoln Heights. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. It's interesting, because you're saying that uh, this show works better in animation because that's the only medium where you can get away with this kind of over-the-top acting, but you just listed a bunch of live-action shows where they do essentially the same thing. 
there's also like I mean if you look back to older live action television from like the like I could be wrong like the 80s for instance like there's other like more campy hammy shit well sure like the, the I've 60- seen Dallas <laughs> let's go here we go again is that the one with the fucking cop that we talked about and fucking no, linear detection? No, that's Dragnet. Oh my god, here we go. Do I need to spoil the ending to Saint Elsewhere again? No. I, oh no no Not no. Not for uh, me. I'm good. Don't. I know what the ending is because the only thing that I know about Saint Elsewhere is the Tommy Westfall universe theory. That's the only thing that I and I think most people know about if, Saint Elsewhere. If you want to know the ending to, to that show, please go watch the Millionaire Detective show where we had to explain it to fucking Andrew and Jet. Oh, no, I think Jet said guys. he knew about it already, and Andrew just had like a like, oh, I remember that now. <laughs> I mean, you had a whole section of preteens and teenagers chanting Donna Martin graduates, Donna Martin graduates for like years after that episode of Beverly Hills 90210 aired. Like this shit is campy. Yeah. But however, I think in the anime world, Mm -hmm. like you can't get away with some of the dialogue that's in this and say you're full metal alchemist. No. No, or the, I mean the goofier, not. like the goofier chibi parts you can. The, the only part that feels more cartoonish about this is when the characters go off model. Uh, I'm sorry, one character goes off model because she's a cat girl, or she's a devil character, or she's a flat sheet of paper from being deflated so badly. She's the actual literal devil. <laughs> Thanks, Sai. But, and uh, the music in the background goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that special like little twinge of. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, oh, the the, yes. the point was is that the uh, the dialogue, the adaptive script for this in dub is so loose from compared to the original Japanese. In one part, because they cut out all the references to anything Japanese. Like just as one example, uh, there's a bit where um, uh, Momo and Toji are in the classroom together, and um, in the dub, it's um, she's complaining, or not complaining, but she says, "Thank you for helping me. I'm so bad at my math homework." But that's not what they're actually doing. What they're doing is she's filling out, I actually wrote it down here. They're doing like class rep stuff, or not class rep, what is it? It's that thing where you um, you get chosen to be the... Um, Student council? No, it's not that. It's, um, God, where is it? I wrote, I wrote down class, too many notes here. Class duties? There, yeah, it was the class duties thing that she's doing. But uh, in America, we don't really have that in public schools. No, like, students aren't chosen to clean the room and do daily tasks. So they cut that part out entirely from the dub. They also cut out any references to uh, Japanese pop culture references. There's a scene where um, Momo and Sai are, like, posing for pictures. And Sai is, like, uh, doing funny uh, poses. And in one of them, she says, I'm... Pionkichi, the frog, in the dub, but no one knows who Pionkichi is in English, so they just said baby kangaroo. So, like, lots of little things like that are just all over this uh, dub. They changed absolutely everything without changing what actually happens in the story. But did it bother you? It did not bother me. It was very interesting as a historical artifact because nowadays, Funimation dubs, and most simul dubs for that matter, maintain as much cultural and uh, script fidelity as they can because 
the modern American otaku understands a lot of the references now. They know what a class rep is. They know right. uh, other references to other anime and other uh, Japanese media. So this was just interesting. It didn't bother me because I'm like, I know why they did this. They did the same thing in the dub for um, Fruits Basket as well. They like made mm. um, tok- takoyaki uh, jelly buns instead, or they made... Um, uh, what's it called um red bean paste uh jelly donuts instead not a pokemon reference and so it was like this is this is just how they did it back in the day it doesn't take away from the story you can still understand what's going on it's just not as faithful as if you were watching it in sub in that in that case as using your words a historical piece of media in that regard, all of those changes made it much more accessible, considering anime was not, like, a huge, huge thing in the mid-2000s. It was starting to gain some traction a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously... 2007 was, like, right before the uh, the bubble burst, because it was, it was definitely becoming more prominent. It was... Right, but I'm, yeah. I'm still just saying, though. Like, it, you have to make it much more accessible to an audience who may not understand the these cultural references or these little tidbits here and there which makes mm-hmm. sense in all honesty yeah um <laughs> i still think it hams it up very nicely though but yeah it doesn't lose the main through line of the story either and no. all of the drama oh god <laughs> yeah i think that's the second reason why they changed it up is that they they knew that this dialogue is so cheesy and if they just transcribed it from the manga then it would have been, it would have sounded fake and unlistenable. Now, there's problems with the acting we'll get into when we get to the actual actors, but mm. I think their intention was to make it so that the actors could read off the dialogue and sound more natural because this doesn't sound stilted, you know? It doesn't sound like an 80s uh, made-for-TV uh, dub of a foreign-language product. This sounds like a professionally put-together, competent put-together group of thespians putting on an actual anime dub i'm gonna agree with you on that but only with the main four for the most part okay fair enough there are some secondary characters that i wasn't a fan of i i feel like i have to give them kind of a pass because number one you're talking about a dub that's what like I don't remember what year the dub came out. I just know that in Japan, this came out in 2005. The dub came out in 2007. Oh, well, that's only a two-year difference. So let me put it to you this way. So 2007, social media wasn't very, like, extremely prevalent like it seems to be Mm -hmm. now. So if Eric or whoever wrote the individual episodes wanted to change the dialogue in any way they wanted to nobody's gonna call them out on twitter for not being faithful to the source <laughs> material like they did with that one anime where they said no cap and everybody went fucking ape shit oh, they, and i was like what the fuck does no the... cap mean everybody goes you know? ape shit nowadays for the littlest thing and sometimes yeah. sometimes it's warranted other times it's not most of the well, time. you know, like, I just think that they had more creative freedom back then. And I right. really enjoy, like, dubs of that time where people weren't making all of these broad, generalized statements of it should be exactly like the manga. And I'm like, no, it shouldn't. Yeah, you're Let right. Let them have creative freedom to write and direct. I do have to say with the casting, um, I think they were kind of picking out of a limited pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did yeah, they make the again, best choices? Again back, again, back then, it was very new. 
Yeah. Like, I'm did, one of the... did they make the best choices? I don't think necessarily so, but they made some choices. Like uh, they said in the episode two commentary that um, that this was between one of the actors and one of the directors that they met up because they were both doing a stage performance in Fort Worth. So they happened to, you know, cross paths that way. So, yeah, it's, oh, nice. it's, not, not, it's not like nowadays where some people exclusively move to the dubbing areas like uh, Central yeah. Texas or California to in, in order to be cast. It's kind of like, I'm, a, I'm an actor, and we just happen to have an opening for a voice actor. Will yeah. you tell us who it is when we get there? Because I yeah. have a, an educated guess, but... I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, because I think I was the um, only one who was watching the home video release, and I don't think the I commentaries are... Believe it or not, I don't own the home video release. That's, I mean, that's fair. It's, I, I do, but it's in my storage unit, and Chris right. doesn't have it, so... Yeah, so I, I only got... I only had the Funimation um, streaming to do, so... Yeah, nothing wrong with well, that. Um, but... but I, I think for its time, it did all right. Like no, the writing and directing right, was yeah. okay. It had to like, let's be real. They had to like slide into it though. Cause the first <laughs> few episodes are yes. kind of rough. Uh, that, those oh, are color yes, tug. They are. Ooh, baby, those are <laughs> Like, you know how we said, don't watch golden time till episode seven. <laughs> it's, it's no. not at that level. I mean, I'm still going but to go on record as saying rough. don't watch Golden Time at all because I still did not like that show. Even as someone who's got a soft spot for trashier shows like this, that one I, I legitimately didn't like. Boy, well, but all the, right. You, you can hate me for that. That's okay. The Torador fanboys will kill me before you get a chance. That's true. Well, I don't like Torador. Anyways. Mm. <laughs> Buddy! Um, haven't watched and, Toradora, so. Anything else, Stephanie? Uh, No, I mean, you're right. Even, <laughs> okay. My brain, from a 2021 standpoint, in talking about some secondary characters' performances, yeah, it's kind of rough. But you are right. I will t I will say, you are right. This is a dub from the mid-2000s, where, logistically and technically speaking, there was probably a lot of, like, curveballs thrown their way. And at the same time... <sighs> All right, it at least it at least made me hate one fucking character and want me to pun him into the fucking sun. All right, even if that voice is flat as fuck. <laughs> all right, Mr. I hate Clue. this character. He's a Mr. fucking dick. Mister Clue, are we good with you? The only other thing to is a question for you guys is um, mm -hmm. the Valley Girl isms that are kind of thrown in this dub. Did that bother you at all? Like, I, I want to point out, like, some specific, like... I didn't actually pick up on that at all. Honestly. I didn't either. Not but, a whole lot of them. Like, I, I mean, didn't I'm sorry. see any. I'm, but I'm sorry. Right. When I say... Um, maybe valley girlism is the right word. I guess um, slang vernacular high school terms that uh, pr that I can guarantee were not in the original. Stuff like calling a character a fox. Lines like, what climbed in her butt? And calling someone <laughs> a schmuck. Are just no, like, because when I was I in high school, it. I probably talked a little similar than that. Okay, so they're yeah. So, so no, Japanese it didn't high school me at all. Japanese high school characters probably didn't use those terms unless they're like major American weeaboos. But uh, so yeah, the adaptive choice to say like this is what American high schoolers talk like is, I guess again a historical artifact for the time period because I guarantee that high schoolers in 2021 are not throwing out phrases like schmuck in their dialogue. Eh, only real nerds throw that out there. <laughs> I, I, I got called a schmuck all the time by my older relatives. That was that was just a thing. I mean, 
No, I, yeah. I think that's just an older generation thing. I, I don't think it's carried over into the modern generation. We have plenty of new insults that we can throw out nowadays. Like, the worst thing you can yep. be called now is a noob. I, I love, like, my heart sings <sighs> no, when I hear plebeian. my son. A pleb. I, sometimes when pleb. I hear Oliver say to Ruby while they're trying to play Minecraft together, you're being such a noob for stacking dirt on top of each other until they reach the sky. I'm just like, yep, the torch has been passed. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, noobs. Well, let's talk about some actors. Yeah, let, let's talk about these these uh, fine folks. The, All right, so first, not so fine. First, we're going to talk about Morika, who was at Noah's insistence. I added in here. Thank you. And and Jigoro. Uh, <laughs> Morika. Morika is uh, Rio and Kyrie's ex-girlfriend. That we'll let time. you mull that one over in your mind. And uh, uh, the, the, the brother brother relationship is complex as fuck. Mm, Mostly because Rio's a man whore. And <laughs> yes, and uh, Jigoro is a model who really hates Jigoro. Momo and really loves Sai for some reason. Even though Sai is the literal worst, she is the gold uh, digger who does not have a heart of gold. <laughs> Morika is played by Kira Vincent Davis, and Jigoro is played by Victor Walker. Kira Vincent Davis, you might have heard in, in uh, other shows, uh, such as Elf and Lead, where she played Lucy. She also played Anna Hart in Kaleido Star. Yay. And my personal favorite, she played Nana in Golden Time. Fuck yes. you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Nana yet. Circling back like to Golden Nana. Nana in Golden Time. The character oh. of Nana. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Well, then fuck me. Yes, absolutely. Screw yes. There we go. <laughs> um, And Victor Walker had, like, basically no bolded named roles on ANN. So I'm just going to give you three anime that he was in the background in. Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. Yes. School Rumble. And yes. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. so he was even doing background stuff in, like, early early 2010s, 2010s. Interesting. but not another named character to be seen and considering his performance in this maybe there's a reason please carry on i'm sorry victor if you're listening to this first of all hi i hope you're doing well secondly um so the show has a tendency of introducing like one-shot characters to round out the cast jigoro and morika being the uh, two examples of that and so Victor's portrayal of the character is, like, he's supposed to be, like, uh, you know, a suave, put-together lady killer. Like, literally all the ladies faint at the sight of how good-looking he is, despite like, the fact that, that... That's not even a joke. That's actual fact. It's it's not like uh, this character's uh, voice needed to be the best in the world, because his looks are supposed to do it all. And I'm sorry, but Victor's... Uh, it's lower voiced, but it's more reserved to the point where it dips into, I feel, uh, slightly more monotone, more boring sounding. Like, mm. you can have a lower reserved voice and it still be intriguing. We'll actually get to talk about that a little bit later in this cast list. But uh, Victor's is you know, more on, like the sleepier side sounding of it to the point that I, I could not wrap my head around, like, why are all the girls really into this this pretty looking guy why did his parents name him Jigoro? that's an awful name don't do that to your kids i call him Jigoro the gigolo <laughs> just a Jigoro, and everywhere <laughs> i go something something momo but, I'm, but I'm, am I, 
am I being too harsh? Like, tell me, what, or was this I guy mean, actually better than I thought he no. was? No, no, <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, again, we made the comment of this is the mid two thousands. They probably had a limited uh, talent pool at the time, and yada yada yada. And their devs were maybe not the highest of quality or highest of standard at that time. Yada yada yada. This was still pretty rough. I, I feel bad because for all intents and purposes, um, I should really like this, and I don't. Uh, Jigoro is also a garbage character. He does some pretty deplorable things to poor Momo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to be, but, I only give him a little credit in that he's not being malicious about it. He's he's unfortunately a, how did uh, Sai describe him? Like the, the lovesick kind who thinks that all women fall in love with him. And so his actions are a, a little less selfish than other character that we'll talk about in a bit. But that doesn't make what he does any better. Right, it doesn't make in a it court an, of an law. excuse, all things mm-hmm. considered. But though, to be fair, he kind of gets stuck in the middle of a huge misunderstanding because once again, Sai is the literal fucking devil. Oh, the devil like... can take some pointers. <laughs> With some of the shit oh, she so pulls? You... Absolutely! Oh, so you treat him like a, a wounded gazelle. God, I should have known that millennia ago. <laughs> it's it's just it's just bad. Like I, yeah. I realize like maybe to give a benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. they wanted him to sound like he was the most boring person, like whiter <laughs> than white bread on the history of the planet, because it's all about his looks. He's a model. But mm. then later on in the anime, like he gets cast in a in a drama. So like he has to use <laughs> his voice to to portray things. And I was mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, I'm good, fam. And we, we can it only wasn't assume, great. We can only assume that that drama lasted only a couple of episodes. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. At most one season and then canceled. <laughs> now I'm trying to think like, OK, so we know what he looks like. We know how uh, Victor portrayed him. I'm trying to think like yeah. what would have been like a, a more fitting uh, kind of voice or a performance that we heard of before that actually matches the character um, design. Maybe what the fuck's the character's name from Skip Beat? The name escapes me. Um, the dark-haired guy or the blonde guy? The dark-haired guy who um, Robbie Damon plays. Robbie Damon. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what is that. Name that is. kind of voice and performance kind of seems almost equivalent to Jigoro to mm. me. And see, Robbie Damon's got like character in his voice, even when he's playing the lower, more monotone character. So yeah, that's. Kind of well, where... not even specifically if it's just Robbie Damon. Just that's just like a character type of performance right. that like my brain equates it to. Well, I'm trying to think of like a, for our humble listeners, like an, uh, try to like connect the dots of like if we were to go back in time and cast this for, or at least direct it in a different way. How would you direct Victor to perform? Because I'm sure that uh, anyone who's uh, had experience in the voice acting sphere can at least you know perform well enough if they're directed well and. I'm I'm not sure if this is right. entirely Victor's fault. I kind of get the sense that Lego she. Oh, uh, Lego she. Possibly he does have a I lower vo- reserved voice. I mean, I hear Lego she and everything nowadays because I just finished watching the second season. <laughs> what is I'm his not name? A furry, Jonah Scott. Jonah. But it's Jonah Scott. We love Jonah I, Scott. Yeah, it's Jonah I, Scott. I think like somebody I like said him Jonah could have no, at least put a little bit more personality into yeah, into this character. It. I can see it. Yeah. He probably so wasn't it's not even impossible. born by the it's time not impossible. this 
Eric. Listen, Jonah may be young, but he's not that young. Not young. I don't know. I don't know how old people are. Um, so I, th- I want to say youngest at least mid twenties. I but I doubt that. <laughs> Maybe older than that. I don't know. Um, We're just guessing. <laughs> yeah. Noah, since you want to talk about Morika, feel free because I thought personally it was kind of wooden. But I will tell you that during her episodes, I was like really zoned out, and then I was like, oh, she came back at the end, and <laughs> yeah, she was have, real bitchy. Yeah. I have zero notes on Morika. Honestly. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I don't have so. too many notes on her, but I, okay, I, I didn't think it was wooden. I didn't think Kira's performance was that uh, wooden. It was actually kind of interesting that she shows up around the halfway point and kind of uh, disrupts Momo and uh, Kairi's uh, budding romance I got going on. Because the whole reason of that breakup was, you know, Kairi's got fat infatuations with other people. He's got history with other girls. So Moriko kind of represents... Uh, a look into that troubled window that kind of uh, she she gives someone that Kyrie is not instantly chummy with because before this Kyrie had been uh, very like upbeat and peppy and let me take your picture to all the girls so it was kind of interesting to see that oh no with this one he's serious he's glum he's uh, very much like uh, why do you still have that necklace after what my brother did to you um, and that's uh, honestly. Uh, a welcome change because I was kind of worried that he was going to be upbeat and peppy the whole show. And luckily he wasn't. So Moriko's uh, portrayal by Kira is uh, it's good enough for the couple of episodes that she's in. Like, I feel like uh, the mark of a good dub is how well the background characters perform or the one shot characters performed. We talked about this a lot in the golden time episode. And although there are some not so great background characters as well, uh, I kind of liked uh, Moriko's portrayal, or I'm sorry, Kira's portrayal of her, because she was a little more upbeat and a little more grounded, I felt, than some of the other more angsty teenage characters. I mean, so okay, I, so I, did, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, like, from, like, this was the part of the anime where I had watched so much of it in one day that I literally started to zone out, and I was just like, I need something fair. to grab my attention, mm-hmm. and this wasn't it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, so yeah, she's not she's not a significant character. There are a couple other one-shot characters who we're not going to talk about, mostly because I don't remember what their names were, but also because they, they show up and then they kind of like fall off the face of the earth. Was anyone else sad that all of the swim club characters who like recruit Momo at the one-third mark of the show just like kind of disappear? We don't see them again after the their initial introduction. I mean, Momo didn't really do much with the swim club, so. Well, that's my point. It's like, th- there was so much more we could have done. But no, we needed more angsty typhoon drama. Why don't you read the manga? Why don't I treat... <laughs> why Why don't I... Noah, you know what you signed up for. What do you fucking expect? I, I, what I expected was the show to look like the manga. Have you seen what the manga actually looks like? The art style looks yes, nothing like this show. It is. They could not. They could not capture that in this show. Well, they also couldn't do it when they did Nana. Like, the manga for Nana Mm -hmm. and the anime looks completely different. It's It's just, like, around that time, there were so many beautifully art-styled mangas and, like, Mm -hmm. translated to anime. Like, it just didn't work out. Right. I think Super Gals (sighs) is another example where it's got that co-girl art style that uh, does not make... It's not as lush when when you turn it into a cartoon. Alrighty. Yeah, that's all I got for uh, this this group of characters. Okay, are we ready to move on before I make another David Lee Roth reference? 
Oh god. This fucker. Oh man. Oh no. Cool. Can I, can I punch this, this, this is, guy? This is what you all came for. Can Grab I the popcorn. Grab your popcorn oh. and your shotguns. Alrighty, next up, friends, uh, we're gonna talk about Misao, who is uh, the school nurse. What would you What would you call a school nurse? A nilf? Uh, nurse? Uh, no, I... no. Nope. Gigi. Gigi, we have a perfectly good thing to call a school nurse that's been around since the '90s, and that phrase is "Hello, nurse." All right. Oh, damn it. All right, there you go. Um, and then we have Rio. Who is Kyrie's brother and the literal the, scum of the earth? He's the fucking worst. I don't hate him. Don't trust gamers, people. Just don't. Don't. They're no good. I don't trust them. Fucking hate this man. Uh, Rio is <sighs> the worst. He's uh, awful. I want him to die. I was very want... sad. I was very sad when <laughs> those girls that Morika hired didn't fucking kill him. I was sad. I kind of wonder if, um, like, the mangaka was, like, uh, you know, compiling the things that she wanted to do in the manga or, like, the character traits that she wanted. And she just, Mm -hmm. uh, all the worst ones that she brainstormed, she just pushed them all on Ryo. Like, unfaithful jackass, um, two-time flaker, abandoner, and doesn't die when he gets the crap he kicked out of him. Let's give it all to this asshole. Man, well... If he, well, if he did die, Kyrie probably wouldn't have given a fuck about him anyway. He doesn't like his brother at all. I don't know about that. He seems like he's got at least some, like, he's not the kind to be so heartless to a dead relative. Even oh, one of the assholes. He, w- he wouldn't be heartless to a dead relative, but he also wouldn't fucking outright tell you he's going to be heartless to a dead oh, relative my. either. Oh my god, I just realized what he'd do. He, he'd do that what? meme where, like, he stands over the grave... And he does, like, peace signs at the camera. Wow. <laughs> he do that over his brother's grave. Oh, oh, this is this is what we've turned into, fam. All right, before uh, this gets any more morbid, uh, one of these actors you've more than likely heard of, the other one probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. Colleen Clinkenbeard plays Misao, and Charles Baker plays Rio. Colleen, you've probably heard as Luffy in One Piece, Rachel in Everybody's Favorite Cup of Case Closed. No, it's mine. And our favorite girl, our best girl, Emma from Brothers Conflict. Woo-woo! Yay! <laughs> and Charles Baker literally had like two bolded roles on ANN, so he played <laughs> Nishi in Sekirei Pure Engagement. Which oh, I don't that know asshole! That oh, is. Oh my god! Oh, oh, he. I think he's the guy who had two girls. He had uh, because in that show you've got like battle girls and the guys are. Actually, I don't remember why the guys were there, but yeah, this, this guy had two right over busty my girls. Head. This was going right over my head. Uh, Sec- ir- uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We got uh, Iruga in Ragnarok, the animation. Again, something I've never heard of. Same. And and some dude named Jeff. In Save Me Lollipop, who is in one My episode. My name's Jeff. I just wanted to say Save Me Lollipop, which is a pretty cute show. And also Eric Vale worked on, as in the credits. My name's Actually, Jeff. most of the people in this cast and crew worked on Save Me Lollipop also. My name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to catch. God. My, my name's Jeff. 
So, so, so shall, we, sh shall we be nice and get Masao out of the way first so we can dunk on Ryu for three hours? Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. And I, I like, sh I think Colleen really kind of lends the maturity that this show kind of needs, like the voice of reason, even if Misao is dumb sometimes and is in love with Rio for whatever reason she's in love with Rio, like everybody else is. But at least at the end, she kind of wises up to what a dick oh, he yeah. is. At mm -hmm. least she knows better by the end. And I really, I really enjoyed that she brought that kind of maturity to this show, which granted it shouldn't have a ton of maturity since we only see <laughs> parents very rarely, as is the case in most high school dramas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think she, she did a good, she was a good fit in kind of filling in as a substitute mom role here. Either substitute I'm mom or like more like a, I find her more of like a big sister kind of character. Yeah, yeah or an aunt. Because she's like definitely a big cool sister aunt. character to Kyrie, And in a way, as well, especially later on, to Sai and Momo as well. She was definitely... Even though Sai wants her dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love crazy. that. I do love that little bit in the, near the end of the show where Sai's just kind of like walking around aimlessly and she's like, it's, no, it's that no good bitch's fault. I know it. <laughs> Misao the... knows fucking nothing. <laughs> but I, I kind of question like why... Um, they, they had her written in as what I assumed was going to be like the only mature adult in the show because she mm -hmm. keeps popping back up as the characters are you know brought into the nurse's office as you do but then she gets roped into like she kind of gets pulled down to their level when she's sucked into the romance shenanigans that's going on and they definitely played up the whole she's not attr as attractive as the other characters thing which I was like you don't have to do her dirty like that. You don't have to give her the face mask and you don't have to put her in a t-shirt that literally says slim down on it just to let us know that she yeah. thinks she's overweight. Yeah, show, show, okay. Japan in the mid 2000s, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not how curvy girls act all the fucking time. Thank you very much. And also, you may proceed with your day. <laughs> And even that, there's nothing wrong with being a little curvy. I, I, there was like a meme that was going around Twitter not too long ago where it was like, uh, the internet used to be all about the skinny girls. Now they're all mm -hmm. about the thick girls, T-H-I-C-C. And yes, Good. we are all for the thick girls. Good. So, uh, but yeah, for the actual performance, um, yeah, Colleen does uh, have an older sounding voice, which is a nice mm -hmm. contrast to their teen characters. Even uh, when she, I feel like the show kind of revamps her as just as hormonal as the other characters she still has that maturity to her um and she does kind of show that she's still the most sensible one when we have the big bombshell reveal in episode 22 and she doesn't like get all flustered about it she's like no you two need to go talk to each other as adults like misa was really the only one with any fucking sense in this show like legit it's and it's uh, yeah, Colleen's uh, delivery of it uh, works out well here. It's it's fun because we, I mean, I know her more for aside from Luffy being her most famous role. Uh, I think she excels best when she does like low sultrier characters, like uh, you go from Hollick or um, character from Alice in Zeroku that I cannot remember. Um, so it's kind of interesting to hear her play more mid range characters like this one, but she still has that maturity to her that's. Uh, again, kind of refreshing for the time period because, like we were talking about, less of a talent pool to work with, but she definitely earned her reputation for still being one of the 
A-list Funimation actors that we have even into the 2020s. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, actually, because it's interesting that you said that, um, that it's a different tone back then compared to what she normally does now. Working and using your voice for a long period of time, it can fucking change. Colleen's case is one of those, because since this probably either predates or is early, early on when she is Luffy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it... it, it Go ahead and talk. I'm like, going to actually look that up while you're talking. Okay. And, like, over the years, she has come out herself and stated that, like, her voice has changed drastically because of, like, the voice that she uses for Luffy. And, it like, she even went to um, a doctor, I think this was a couple of years ago, and they said, like, it, it like her vocal cords have changed a bit, a little bit since then. Hmm. So it's very interesting going back to this... And being like, this could kind of predate Luffy? And it's like, wow, <laughs> this is what I Colleen know. sounded like before before <laughs> going crazy with Luffy and just, like, <laughs> really stretching her vocal cords to, like, the point of, like, oh my god. <laughs> like, Luffy is all over the place in terms of vocal range. Okay. Like, legit. Right, so- it is, and again, the, the fact that her most famous roles are high-pitched uh, male voice Luffy, and also the lower char- lower voice characters is interesting. Like, that's mm-hmm. a very wide range to pull off, believably, which she does pretty well. Also, uh, the, it looks like the no, first yeah. episode, I'm just saying, like, the first home ver- video release of One Piece yeah. for Funimation came out in May 2008. Okay, so if this came out in 2007, then that... Yeah, she might have been in the midst of recording at least, like starting the recording process for Luffy then, mm-hmm. in at the earliest. So yeah, like it's very interesting, like seeing the progression not only of Colleen as a, a voice actor in general, which is really cool, um, like how her voice and her vocal cords themselves have changed over like the span of almost fifteen years, essentially. Right. So it's really crazy, but I do like Miso. I really do. It's like a big sister kind of role, and again, she's the only one who has any fucking sense in this show. She does. Misao is a good girl. Misao did nothing wrong. Misao is the actual best. You say that, and it's true. Like, of all the characters who you could say, oh, Momo did nothing wrong. Toji did nothing wrong. No, Misao is the only one you should legitimately say. She really did nothing wrong. Misao did absolutely nothing wrong. That's why she is the best girl. (laughs) Well, she's Rio, not the best girl, however, she, she's just the blameless Re- one. Rio, however, Rio did everything wrong. Rio, I fucking hate this man. Which you're supposed so, to do. Okay, but here's here's my problem with Rio. Okay, the character of Rio is a total fucking jackass, right? Right. Mm-hmm. To man which works, I yeah. feel that the voice acting needed to have a lot of malice in it and a lot of charisma. Right, which and is you didn't my get type, that, right? Which was just my type. Right. Mm-hmm. So the bad, evil guy, except this guy's really a dick. Like, he's not even like, like, no, 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 we're not dropping panties for Rio. He's a douchebag. But, like, he tries to get a girl were... signed up to do porn. That's just he's one the of her worst. many crimes. The worst. Yeah. So, but that being said, like, 
he's such a bad guy. You want him to have the voice that's charismatic, that's charming, but is also full, is very malicious. I didn't get that, honestly. I didn't get that at all. I kind of got like the, like the flat line most of the time. (laughs) The only time I really kind of felt anything at all for Rio, like voice acting wise, Mm -hmm. was at the very end when he's looking through pictures of all the babies on his computer. Yes. No, I was like, no, he doesn't get to have a a redemption arc this late in the show. He doesn't get to have a woe is me, I might actually want to be a daddy. Like, no, goddamn no. No, no, Rio doesn't get a redemption arc, but that's when I felt that the voice acting was the strongest. Right, because that's the actual time where he actually like gives a possible shit. Like, I really, like, if, like, if we were gonna do for Jigoro, like, we did, or if we are gonna do for Rio, like, we just did for Jigoro, you fucking put David Wilder, Ian Sinclair in this role, and I'm fucking Ooh. on the ground. <laughs> like, talking nowadays? Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Like, like, that kind of tone or that kind of charisma that they can exude in their roles. Yeah, absolutely, I see it. Like, yeah, that's what it should have been like. And Ian Sinclair actually plays background characters in Peach Girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they could have brought him in to do this. And I'm just like. He was probably still too green at the time. I I mean, maybe. But I mean, at the same time, I was just kind of like, once I saw him in the credits, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, this was like a golden jackpot moment you could have had here. (laughs) Right. You don't know what you got until it's gone. Like, I mean, Charles Baker did a, ser- a serviceable job of making me hate the character and then oh, also yeah. making me dislike the, the performance. So oh, if you want to put those hand in hand, like, hey, he did his he did his job. But I didn't want to, like I wanted to. Rio needed like one tiny point of redeemableness. And unfortunately, instead of getting it in the vocal performance, we got it at that very little 30 second clip at the end with the baby photos. My- and I was just like. I want to know why all the women love you because you really like you don't you're not as cute as Jigoro you don't have blonde (laughs) hair and like Kyrie is way more charismatic than you so I'm just like whatever (laughs) like my my thing is is this with um fucking Rio so until you first meet him you are very hyped up to believe that Rio is a fucking scum of the earth human being because of his brother Kyrie, right? But the first interactions that Momo has with Rio, you're supposed to believe that, oh, he might not be that bad of a guy. He actually might be a good guy. I don't understand why why Kyrie just badmouths his brother like that. I didn't get that. <laughs> nope. I always felt he was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was he was he was the bad guy from like the first second he got on the screen to like maybe like the last two minutes of the fucking show, like yeah because he was set up that way because uh, Kyrie was tell- talking about how. But here's the thing, it, it, yes, it was set up that way. But again, we're supposed to wa- like go through the motions through Momo's perspective. So if Momo believes that he is a good guy starting out, we should also believe that he's actually a good guy. Maybe Kyrie's just wrong. Then we did yeah, You are, because Momo's like, oh, Rio's not so bad. Rio's right. not so bad. And then he tries to date Raper in a conference room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing gets you on um, the bad list quicker. That and uh, later on, he fucking, what did he fucking say? And it pissed me off so bad. 
the whole pregnancy down. thing with Sai. Oh, it's like and I, he I, and Misao was talking to him because he tried to fucking bribe her, mm -hmm. and he was just like, "I don't care what she fucking does. She can go get an abortion for all I care." That one pissed me off. Oh yeah, as well. That was just like, "What are you fucking psycho?" Now, see, see, Gigi, did you really want those lines coming out of your precious Ian Sinclair? I mean, in order to have a character that's well acted, I mean. I've heard Ian Sinclair in bad boy roles before. Like, like, I mean, yeah, bad boys that are at least kind of fun to hang out with, and they give you something in return for their um, disregard for life, I guess. Not, not life, but, you know, disregard for normalcy. I, I just wanted it to be better acted. Like, I like, wanted yeah. to know why oh, okay. all yeah. these girls are falling in love with Rio. That's the he thing. He needed to have some kind of charisma, because Kyrie is so charismatic. Mm -hmm. And okay, if you want to put Charles Baker yes. in this role, which completely contrasts Kyrie's voice, mm -hmm. then go ahead and do it. But at the same time, I need to have some kind of believability that right. all these ladies are falling in love with him because of his charm. I'm Correct. glad that you. I'm glad you brought up that um, his voice, uh, Rio's voice, is a contrast to Kyrie's because there's even a scene where Momo picks up the phone and she thinks she's talking to Kyrie, but it's actually Rio. And she's like, "Oh, you guys sound kind of similar over the phone." I'm sitting there, like, no, oh, no, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. No, no. no it's, it's. And then very there's low. the and then there's the one scene later on where she calls who she thinks is Kyrie to set up a meeting to talk to him, but it's actually fucking Rio. Mm -hmm. So like. The tone of voice for Rio, I'm just talking tone-wise. I mm -hmm. like it. It does contrast Kyrie, and I think that part works. I agree. But I think the main pro the biggest problem is how it was directed in his on his for him, honestly, because yeah, like Gigi was saying, we have to believe that he is this charismatic person that is just making all the ladies have their panties drop in front of him and just be like, "Take me the fuck now, let's go," but we don't get that. <laughs> Instead, he's he's a fucking dickhole and a fucking ugh from like start to finish. So like that's the problem. He's he's set up by Kyrie to be this bad person, mm -hmm. and we don't see, and we ourselves now like from the beginning of when Momo meets him, don't potentially see the reason why he's that much of a dickhole. Really, like how oh, charismatic man. and charming he can be in that regard. So, it's, well, I mean, the okay, the sense I got was that he was supposed to be kind of a male version of Sai, in that you know Sai's not conventionally attractive exactly. That's not why everyone's fawning over her. It's the manipulation of other people, which we heavily get out of Ryu. But and, Sai still has a fuck ton of charisma that makes boys go to her. I don't know mm -hmm. if charisma is the word I'd the use for that. <laughs> but I, you you get what I mean though. That's I, the thing. I do. See, the thing is that Charles' portrayal of Ryu is is a very low rumble. Like, just talking about tonally here, that uh, imposing low, almost base level is kind of understandable as to why you would have your uh, supposedly suave ladies' man character have that kind of voice mm -hmm. to contrast the squeakier teenage puberty voices that we get with the rest of the characters. It's it, it, You're like... What you said, it was very heavily in how it was acted, though, how it was performed. And uh, kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning of this about the historic artifact portion of this, we didn't really have another anime character that you could really point to and say, like, 
be kind of like that, like be like that archetype, at least in dubbing. We, we've had other older shows that had this kind of jackassery character before. The closest uh, one I can think of. similar. I mean, the, the closest I thing I can think, think of. I can't think of it, of, but it probably is. Well, have you ever seen the OVA Bastard? Nope. No. You have not. Okay. Fun fact, um, it is a six-episode OVA set in like a his, uh, medieval time period where the main character is this badass demigod who is voiced by Darren Norris, a.k.a. Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Just, that's it's fun thing to think about while you're watching it. Fun but fact his of voice, the day. But his voice is very cocky and very arrogant um, <laughs> while being still very authoritative because he beats the crack out of Steve Bloom in a couple of scenes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of like that kind of character where he's got more confidence to him. And it was this Charles trades in confidence with... We'll just call what it is. We'll just call it jackassery. So that that's what they wanted. That's what they got. And that's why this character is as despicable as he is. I get that. I just... Considering, like, the whole bait-and-switch angle, if that's what we want to call this with his character, like, I... I just wish it was directed a bit better, honestly. Fair. I mean, that's fair enough. When they make Peach Girl Sisterhood in a couple years from now, they remake this and they do the full manga then maybe we'll get Ian cast as this character instead. You know, I feel kind of bad because I remember reading a tweet from a voice actor, and I can't remember who, but they said, don't say so-and-so should have done something better than what you did and I, like to people. And now I feel kind of bad. But I mean, at the same time, this was like 15 years ago, and clearly it wouldn't have happened. I think that right. we can all... Like, we're all agreeing on this, that this is a... We're going to use this phrase again, a product of its time. And our complaints are coming from a perspective where we know what better versions of these characters would sound like. So it's and like, and I, I, you know, maybe Charles, if he was like uh, in the studio and was told to perform the same character again, like redo the whole thing with the same cast, I guarantee it would sound much different than it did from the 2007 oh, recording. Yeah, with oh, yeah, like 100%. With friggin' 20 whatever, how many, I don't even know what year it is anymore. 2021. Just say 10 plus years of experience. I'm sure it would sound a lot better. Oh, absolutely. It's just um, back then, I think from a critical standpoint, there are aspects of Rio's character that weren't exactly explored. And let's be real, like some of the dubs that came out of this period are not good. And That's this, so I, true. I think it's this true. is like fairly serviceable compared to those. Yeah, Which no, I absolutely. Name at this I time. mean, it, it is a unique specimen in that there aren't, aren't very many other shoujo trash anime dubs from this time period that you can compare mm -hmm. it to. And right. they were all by Funimation, and they were all from the same people. That's yeah, it's interesting. It's, <laughs> it's like like you were saying, Rumbling Hearts, and um, uh, and I think School Red Garden Rumble. would be another. Well, I wouldn't call School Save Rumble. Save me lollipop. Okay, save oh, me Suzuka. lollipop. <laughs> Suzuka, definitely. That's... I think she's at least saying the same, like, era, all things considered. Yeah, same era. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't put School Rumble in the same genre as this particular show, because it's way more of I'm... a black comedy kind of show. I'm saying era, not genre. Because <laughs> this is around the same time. It, it is, you're right. Alrighty. Hold on, I gotta play this Udapri song. I fucking stopped playing for literally, like, four minutes, and I'm almost at the bottom of my rank. Oh, <laughs> this episode oh, no. was brought to you by Udapri. Udapri oh, shining fucking, live. I fucking wish. 
Yeah, I need that sweet, sweet Udaprim money. All right, well, let's move on. I have a bad taste in my mouth, and it's not this Baja Blast I'm drinking, which I got from Taco Bell, which is the best Mountain Dew. Fucking fight me. Please sponsor me, Baja Blast. I feel I mean, like I'm Miles I mean, Thomas no, right you, now. You don't need to go to Taco Bell. You, I mean, you can do better. Gigi, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fuck you, fight you. I'm not going to fuck me, fight you, that kind of deal. <laughs> Whatever the equivalent of that is. Because I was going to say, I fucking love Baja Blast. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, I, can we talk about the literal out? Oh yes. I now mean, that we got all that hate s- out. Can we talk about the literal devil? Sai? Yes. Let's talk about Sai. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Sai just is trouble personified. If you oh, want to talk about trouble, man. if you want to talk about like Team Rocket trouble, but like actual bullshit oh, trouble, man. you want to talk about Sai. Like she's not going to steal your Pokemon, but maybe she will if Momo likes it because she wants literally everything that Momo has and it's a very sick fucking <laughs> obsession. Like Sai is just not as but, bad as Rio because she is kind of damning, but not... Oh. Well, well, no what, what, way, what is actually. It? What, what, is, what is that fucking candy commercial? What is it, Twix? Or something? She, she needs a fucking... Oh, Snickers. Thank Snickers. you. She needs a fucking needs, Snickers bar. Sai is pretty you're bad. You're not you for, when, you're, when you're like this, Sai. <laughs> for some reason, Momo still wants to be friends with her. I understand you, Momo. I will be friends with anyone, even if they're terribly toxic. And then I'll... Put all the guilt on myself afterwards. It's oh, fine. I've been there too. It's unfortunate. Uh, Sai is played by Sheremy Lee. Yay! Hi, Sheremy. Sheremy Lee plays Sailor Venus in the new Sailor Moon dub, AKA not the, the Sailor best Moon. No, yes, in the inner senshi. No, in the debate. outer. I won't debate you, but I want. We all know who well, the Jamal's best here, senshi so is. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for Sailor Mars, all right? She also plays Asuna in Sword Art Online. Oh, God. And my favorite Sheremy Lee dub performance ever, she plays Natsumi in Sergeant Frog. Oh, which... boy. That was a fun show. I'm so, I'm so glad love... Discotech's releasing that whole thing. I hope they get the dub. I mean... Oh, they are. I hope so, too. They already well, confirmed that the dub's coming with it. Oh, did no. they? Oh, thank God. I thought they didn't confirm it. Well, it's not yeah. streaming on Crunchyroll. No, it's not. I thought they didn't I... confirm it, though. They were in the works with it. I'm trying to figure that I... out, but at last I knew they didn't confirm it. If worse comes to worse, will... my boyfriend's got it, so I can watch my favorite line in the history of any English dub, which is in the Sergeant Frog dub. And I can't remember what it is right now, but it has to do with <laughs> jelly beans. And I fucking, I literally, I almost peed myself. I had to pause it. I was like dying. I was laughing so hard. I need to go it's... back to watching Sergeant Frog. I think I only have the first two seasons, though. I, I watched all of it that came out in the dub, and it does get a little bit repetitive but god damn right. was it fucking funny <laughs> i'm so sad but you know what's stopped. not fucking funny Jeremy aside oh my god well no she is oh, kind hilarious. of funny as her it's, it's downright funny. okay she has her moments where she gets what's coming to her and that shit's great yeah so this is the character that definitely plays with the cartoony elements like if you want to know what school uh, yes. rumble is like it is the, like the the uh, manic cartooniness of this character, but with like a cast of fifty. 
And I mean that in the best possible right. way. Psy is damaged. She is a toxic individual, and if you've ever interacted with toxic people, cut them out of your life. I know that, you know, you don't have many friends, people listening, and you want to keep the few ones you have, but please <laughs> cut the toxic ones out. It's not a bad idea. You can have only three friends in your life, okay? You don't need that fourth one. They will fuck you up. They will fuck your wife. They will steal your car. They will ruin your credit score. They will do everything and then make you feel bad that they did it to you. That is how bad Sai is, and Jeremy oh, is a man. baller at doing this. And I love the fact that she's got like different personalities. She has to. Jeremy has to have different personalities because she plays the victim, weepy character. She plays the prissier uh, version of her when looking down upon others. And then she gets mm -hmm. absolutely like, I, I guess it's cat mode, where she's like absolutely maniacal at ruining other people's lives and it just it fills her with glee oh she's such a bitch <laughs> she's, mm -hmm. she's such a bitch but it's good though it's see, a good bitch though <laughs> see like this is the kind of acting and performance that should have if rio is the same as sai but in male version that should have come with rio like mm -hmm. yeah but it, Sai is, but Jeremy Asai is just so over the top and cartoony and like a circus, and I fucking yeah. love it. And like, especially for the melodrama that is fucking Peach Girl. And like Sai, although she is fucking despicable for seventy five percent of this anime, like mm -hmm. you can't help but like almost feel sorry for her at some points. Right, and that's because mm -hmm. of the performance that Sheremy gives. Yes, because especially later on in the show, especially when she's like being strung along by Rio, and eventually she like kind of actually learns that she's actually a shit human being. Mm hmm. She, you start feeling like sympathy for her, as like she tries to like her redem her quote unquote redemption arc is actually really good, honestly. Like mm. especially for a melodramatic show like this. <laughs> like I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I fully agree that uh, Jeremy's performance did make me feel for the character. I'm just mm -hmm. not sure that uh, saying like I felt sorry for her at the two thirds mark when she when her life. Oh no 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 no, up. no 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 no! I, I didn't say right. I I I did not right then there. No, but like the progression of like that little bit of redemption that she does go through, like mm -hmm. by the end of it, I'm like okay. Sai is a bit of a bitch, but I do I I do kind of understand her a little bit better, and I do feel a little bit of pity for her. Like, because she goes through some shit. I mean, it's also implied that she's uh, the parent, that she's the daughter of a divorce family because we see her mom and dad show up at the hospital near the end and they're fighting like, you know, they're she's being raised in separate households. So there's some explanation for her manipulative ways. My thing is, though, if you're going to have a character who, you know, should be redeemed, they have to actually do something to earn it. They, d they shouldn't just experience bad things and oh i'm redeemed now no they have to actually like earn she, she, a second chance she, she helped momo and Kyrie get back together in the end even though it's not the greatest method but she did it's not and that's not enough she, she needed to you know volunteer in a soup kitchen or something <laughs> to redeem herself andrew she almost starred in a fucking porn, potentially twice, because Kyrie's also an asshole sometimes. Noah, I'm she sorry. just called you Andrew. Did you just oh call me Andrew? Oh my god, I'm going <laughs> off. 
Did you seriously slip into girlfriend mode and you you went into the, the waggle finger itself and I called me Andrew? We got that on recording. That will not be stripped out of the final audio. I cannot believe my ears. No, I, I can't even take that out. I'm sorry. Well, that's going in the blue. Why? I'm not that bad, am I? I'm not as I'm, bad as Because I'm also used to Andrew I know why saying you... silly shit. <laughs> I had Just a call... moment. I, I, I'm, I'm having sorry, an out-of-body here. Did, do we swap bodies here? Is this invasion of the Andrew It's Sanders? possible he's in the next room. I don't fucking know. That's what I thought no. you were talking to for a second. I thought you were, like, oh off the, the side. And it's like, no, nope. he's in the bedroom. He probably has, he had earbuds on before we started. He probably can't hear a fucking thing I'm saying currently. Oh, I will be telling you about this when we're done. Oh, oh yeah. With timestamps. Oh, I'll yep. beat you to the punch and let him know ahead of time, and he'll probably give me a very confused and disappointed look like you are doing to me right now, I'm imagining. I am uh, shaking my head <laughs> at you. But yeah, I think we can, I think we can, it sounds like we can all agree, Jeremy's performance is absolutely what this character needed, and it probably carried me through more of the show than I uh, probably would have given it credit for. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. And a credit to not only Jeremy, but the other three main characters in this love square <laughs> we're fucking referring to it, I guess, as. Like, as far as I can recall, all four of them, this is really early on for them in terms oh, of yes. the voice acting realm. So k kudos to all four of them, because I actually really did enjoy them, even though give a little bit of credit and criticism they did have the tough like growing pains early on trying to like ease into the roles as well um but that's really typical in any kind of show that people are working on anyway um but no like bro jeremy <laughs> jeremy what the fuck she's a bitch what the she good though she good she, though i she love good, it though she, it's like a, Jeremy has the voice that can exude the catty jealous bitch very well, and I love it. It was even uh, I, I appreciate the range of uh, like um she's going on her massive shopping spree like she she's rage shopping essentially and she's shouting yes. more more and it's like okay you've gone full pretty woman here and that's it's kind of scary honestly that I didn't even realize that uh, Sai had don't that do kind that of pretty woman. Okay, I know that, um... Woman. That's a raw, that's a poor example. Okay, fine. Julia Roberts didn't exactly, like, go that far. No, uh, because the... Julia Roberts is a freaking treasure. I don't know. I've never but... seen Pretty Woman. <gasps> oh, You've my God! Okay, we're going to mm -hmm. stop this up, so we're going we're gonna to pull up Disney Plus, and we're going to watch that right now, okay? Cause is it Disney... on Disney Plus? Disney Plus? Well, it was produced by... Di it's a touchstone picture. And I oh, my God! Then, yes, it is. Fuck! All right, so we'll be back in an hour and a half, people, after we've just watched Pretty Woman. No, I know I go to bed. All right, so we're back Mo after. No, 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 Man, no, no, no. That was at a least, good movie. at least movie, movie night this weekend. <laughs> Done. All right, we'll do that later. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so does anyone have any criticisms of Jeremy's overall performance? Because the only thing I can think of that would be like questionable, or not questionable, but just like objectionable, is that she's got the higher voice compared to the other characters, even the other female characters. And it becomes a little difficult sometimes to maintain that higher pitch in the more melodramatic moments. Um, maybe a little, but I I don't know if that's more because like 
Jeremy was that green in the voice acting realm at the point, and like, no. or maybe the some of the direction kind of pushed her a little bit. I don't know. No, I mean, I like think... to to your point, I didn't notice such a big change or difference where it took me out of the character. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and some of the melodramatic things, like I've seen this show fucking five times. Let me tell you still watching it from the beginning couldn't remember who momo chose at the end and also when we get to the side <laughs> pregnancy part i was like was she really pregnant like i cu- i couldn't remember see when it got to okay. that too i was like wait is she actually i completely forgot yeah. see like part way through the show i'm like i think i remember who momo chose in the end i think and i was correct <laughs> I, mean, I just I, do you want but me to like, tell you or do you want me no, to watch know, the show Noah <laughs> just finished the show like three like three four hours ago of course I know who she picked no no I'm, I'm talking to Gigi oh no I remember now I finished it today oh okay, okay. yeah like, no time to the whole no 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 so. no we good fam we good okay, we good but, yeah, it's but like, I was just uh, like I, I like the way that Sheremy was performing like I honestly like couldn't remember that yeah, it same. was fake because I was convinced that she was convinced that Sai was pregnant. That's it's a good hysterical point. pregnancy, basically. But no, it's... that's a good point that her her actual dramatic acting, not melodramatic, but actual dramatic acting, like, no, is yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good road to tread. Which well, is why. I mean, this show proved that we should totally get a school days dub. Like, it's not impossible. No, please. Get on that. Oh, God. No. I volunteer myself as tribute. Like, we, since I started watching yes. anime, like, I oh wanted to play God. Sekai so bad. Yes, get us on that nice boat, because we will buy copies of it if you dub <laughs> it. Please, get us oh on Oh, my God. Boat. Disco tech. Look, you're going to send it to Sound Cadence, which is 20 out of 10 there. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm not a voice actor, but goddamn, like Bro. my my dream role is Sekai from School Days, and I don't care. I just don't care. It would be amazing. Uh, why? Anyway, <laughs> for those days, we won't talk about Stephanie, who's uncultured and doesn't like School Days. <gasps> uncultured. It's okay. Not, not all off, of us can be bitch. born perfect. Fuck off, uncultured my goddamn ass. You sit your fucking bitch ass down. <laughs> I will. Fuck I'll sit here and I'm going to watch uncultured. Twilight. Because that's fucking about hell. what we're going to do right now, except minus the cool vampires and the cool werewolves. But like other great love triangles of our time, we have the Edward and we have the Jacob and the Bella. We have uh, Katniss and Peta and Gail. We have Stefan and Damon and, and Lena Dobrev, who was on Degrassi. Oh, Elena. Elena. Oh and now we have Kyrie and Toji and Momo. Our good friend Kyrie, who actually won. He won the game. Yeah. My boy, my boy Kyrie. Is played though, by. Yes. Even though Momo could have easily done the Road to El Dorado thing and said, both. Both is good. God damn. They weren't gonna have that. Toji would throw hands. 
if she, she would even throw tried hands. to suggest Toji that Holly would fucking kick Kyrie's ass if that would chance. God, it would not have been cute. It would not um, have worked. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about them in this order. This is just the order I wrote them down in. So that's what we're gonna that's do. Uh, is played by Orion Pitts. Yay! Kyrie is a good boy. He's a little sarcastic. He's very charismatic, but he makes some really kind of dick moves in like my fifth watch of this, which I'm just yeah. clearly noticing now. Yeah. Like, really? like telling Momo he's in love with someone else and then kind of expecting Momo to wait for him. He so also he can did kind of set, He also did kind of set up the whole revenge against Sai where she's gonna be an actress and fucking. The first but time. Tent. The first time. Yeah, the. The uh, swatternator um, with the mask. Yeah. And the big guy. Granted, like, okay. To be fair, he didn't know it was gonna go that far, but that was also stupid on his part. Actually, so. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to well actually you, but that's actually a part where the dub does actually change it up a little bit because one thing the dub may kind of unintentionally, maybe it was intentional, it softens some of the characters' lines a little bit. So in yeah. the the dub, that whole scene where um um. Uh, Kyrie is um, explaining about you know what they're doing to side to kind of like get back at her uh, in this dub it's that um, oh she'll be fine um, nothing serious is going to happen but in the sub the original Japanese it's more along the lines of well I mean something could go wrong but if it does you know oh Japan why it's a little Ooh, okay yeah, it was a lot more malicious, and there's there's little bits of that here and there. Like I think there's Ooh. one of the teachers like uh, is a little meaner in the sub than the dub. Okay, well. so at least the dub doesn't make Kyrie to be a one hundred percent true fucking dick. No, no, he's they, they definitely soften him up a little. He's bit. He's not Rio, thank no. Christ. No, they didn't change anything with Fuck Rio's lines, but the characters they wanted to seem nicer, they softened up their lines a little bit in the tub. Good, because Kyrie's a sweetheart. Pain in the ass, but a sweetheart. Ky- Kyrie's all right. Kyrie, when I first watched this, and when I watched it the second time, and the third and the fourth, I was on Team Kyrie. As for, Kyrie. as for who I felt on this last rewatch, you'll have to wait probably another 15 minutes. Um, but I was also Team Jacob in Twilight, and then what's the other one? Were you Team Gale? I was in Team PETA in the movie okay. and Team Gale in the book. Gotcha. So anyway, Orion Pitts. He has played Akatsuki in Kakurio, but in Breakfast for Spirits. I don't know who this character is because I've never seen this anime. Although everyone Ogita! is told. No, no, I no, no, no. I fucking love. Oh, sorry. No, and this other anime I'm about to talk about. Meh. He also plays Hyakunosuke Ogata in Golden Kamui, which I've, which I've still never seen, even though everyone has told me to go watch Golden Kamui. I love Ogata. He's a shit fucking dick, but I love Ogata. <laughs> <laughs> what a glowing also- Ogata is one plays of my June- favorite characters from that show, all right? June in Ensemble Stars, and under a different name, he plays a character in Kiss Him, Not Me. So we have technically talked about him before, but this was, like, super early Orion Pitts. Hello. Oh, this is so early. Oh, my God. It's not the normal Orion Pitts we know now. You know what? I liked it. I do, too. I love it. (laughs) Like, and... 
I'll yes. tell you. I'll tell you why. Kyrie is is. There's a bug on my wall. <laughs> Kyrie's. There's a bug on my wall. Kyrie's no. a bug on your wall. There are two. Great. I'll have to get my boyfriend in here to to kill them. Super. Do you have any thick magazines that can be rolled up and swapped in the wall? Why I would currently she have a BL manga sitting on this desk, which I'm not willing to sacrifice. About to say, why would she want to sacrifice like a magazine that she actually might want to keep? No, so, no. Like, I'm asking like like you know uh, no. the ones they ship to the mail that you don't need. Like like, is there the Christian Weekly on your desk or something? No, but did I tell you that somebody literally hand wrote a letter about Jesus and dropped it in our mailbox? Are you serious? Yep, with his email address and everything to contact him if we wanted to learn more. That's amazing and also fucking creepy. I was like, who came to my door because our mailbox is hooked onto the house and dropped that in our mailbox? Howdy, neighbor. You want to learn about Jesus? Someone who really uh, got got beyond the, the level of preaching from leaving pamphlets in the bathroom. Apparently he moved up his game a little bit too much. Oh, man. I was just like, that was, this, this is weird. Not that weird shit hasn't been happening to me. Like, did I tell you that Texas CPS came to our house? This feels like a story for a different episode, but screw it. Why did they come to your house? (laughs) Because the people who lived here before us apparently had some huge issues with Child Protective Services. And I was like, lady, they don't live here anymore. And she was like, well, what do you know about them? When did they leave? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, I don't know. We just moved in here. It's like, we moved in here the beginning of June. That's all I know. I don't know where the fuck they Exactly. She's like, oh, okay, well, I'll take my card back then. I was like, cool. (laughs) DJ, I'm so glad you're you're a better person than me. Because if I was in that situation, I would have said weird things like, oh, yeah, that's us. We're the kids. So uh, thanks for coming. Uh, We we, we went to that beach from that one M. Night Shyamalan movie. Obviously, you've grown up a little bit. uh, Oh, my God. But um, thanks for coming by. It, oh yeah. fucking hell! Anyway, back to, back to boys. Um, oh, fucking yeah, hell! <laughs> I gotta admit, I I am going through Orion Pitts' entire filmography, and mm-hmm. I really don't think I've seen anything that he that he had a starring role in. It, I, mean, I recognize a lot of the a lot I of the shows. I don't recall him like... having like an actual starring role. I think the only closest one in recent memory might be Kiss Him, Not Me. The only it might one be the I... only closest, but. I mean, who was um, I need to who look was Yosh- more. Who was Yoshida in Assassination Classroom? I don't uh, know. That's one of the kids from the classroom. One no, of the obviously mm. Stephanie, but I mean, which I, one? I think he was. I think he's part of the Tarasica squad. I mean, you know what? I've got Google. I, I believe. Right I think he's part of the Tarasica squad. Well, you oh, look him up. Oh, he's the one with the fro. Yep, okay. the, he's the, he's in the Tarasica squad. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking him up real quick too. Um, yeah, that's, that's really different from uh, from this voice, which is uh, interestingly enough. Um, I the character that it actually reminded me of the most, or actually the actor that his voice reminded me of, was mm-hmm. um. You guys remember uh, Your Lie in April? Yeah, yeah. He, his voice sounded a lot like Kyle McCarley's Watari in that show. The oh, it's best been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute since I watched. I don't remember. And I didn't even finish the dub. Whoops. I didn't like Your Lie in April, so I kind of burned <gasps> it out of my memory. Right, that's fair enough. I that's thought the ending was a cop out. I thought the ending was a cop out. I won't talk well, about the I, ending. Well, you know, I thought the ending of Peach Girl was a cop out. So we're even. Well, you know what? Uh, so did I. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
it's a cop out because of you know who she ends up with but orion really is like a really fun uh performer for this character and i i do love oh. that he balances out that natural uh appeal that natural rock star appeal that uh kairi's got with the uh the i guess the slimierness of him which you know he, he's not really doing very many bad things throughout the show uh, it like it lessens up. the The worst thing he really does is when he, you know, steals a kiss in the very first episode. Because don't do that, man. You know, get permission. Don't don't just plant one on a girl. You gotta take her out to dinner. First. Kyrie, Kyrie. Lesson number one in dating girls: consent is sexy. Yes, it is. And and besides that, it's also required by law. So this entire performance. <laughs> also true. Also I'm, true. We we don't want to encourage serial kissing on this podcast. But I I don't. I don't have a problem with uh, his performance. Like, this entire time I was going through the whole show, he's the one who I think handles the best, uh, the goofier comedic moments, and also mm -hmm. the dramatic moments. I thought he would actually lose points when we got into the seriouser, um, you know, pick me, not him, mental... The part where they're, like, they're fighting over Momo in the classroom is kind of like... No, yeah, I think it was... I agree. I think that's really well balanced for him, honestly. So, I... Yeah. I really felt, and this is where I'm going to really kind of zero in on the directing, mm -hmm. that the last arc of the show is really well directed and that most of the main cast give their best performances in yes. like the last arc of the show that, um, 100%. Like when, when fucking are we, are Kyrie we was crying yeah. with the, with the dog or whatever, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with my life today, but I was fucking <laughs> sobbing. And I was like, why am I crying at this dumb scene? But here I am because <laughs> Ryan Pitts is so good. Fun fact, yeah. the dog that shows up throughout the whole show is voiced by Chris Bevins. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's it's amazing. funny because he always voices dogs. He voiced the dog in Beck. He voices the dog in DBZ. He's just the dog man. That's fucking <laughs> great. Like, I just, like, Orion's performance makes Kyrie funny, makes him charismatic, yeah. and then at the end, like, makes him very dramatic. Almost to the point where I forgive Kyrie for being such a dick in the middle of the anime, where he's like, I'm gonna go walking. And I'm like, you can walk your way right out of Momo's life, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, now see, now that's different. Like, it's a little different when, like, I'm juggling my emotions is different from. I'm going to leave you in a porn shoot. Like that there's a huge world of difference. So I mean, yeah, I'll Yes, but at the same time considering like before Kyrie goes on a magical walk to a fucking noodle shop. <laughs> um, considering some of <laughs> Considering some of the shit that Kyrie does do to Momo, like mm -hmm. basically on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. emotional, mental, maybe to an extent psychological, maybe, but mostly emotional level. Um, yeah. Kyrie can actually be seen as a fucking dick. Like, at the end, so Momo actually chooses Toji first because he's more stable and doesn't make her right. anxiety go off. Yeah. And, like, this is where me, at fifth time around, was like, Oh yeah, she probably should choose Toji. This will be yeah. retracted in the last episode. However, because of some mm -hmm. dumbass thing that Toji does, but 
Like, I just felt Momo is such a fucking dumbass, like, through multiple (laughs) parts of this show. And I get she's full of, like, teenage angst and drama, Mm -hmm. but Kyrie kind of, like, eggs her on at points because, like, Kyrie's just a dumb boy. Like, he shouldn't really be held responsible for keeping this girl's sanity in check when he's oh, 16 absolutely. years old. He does a lot to be supportive of Momo after, wait, wait. like, Toji breaks up with her. But you're telling me that it's not the man's job to emotionally support the woman through her okay, entire okay. life? Did you do that at 16? Uh, so, uh, me and Jennifer have been together essentially since middle school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think the main thing that... Gigi's kind of referring to is one, they're fucking teenagers, but two, fucking like, teenagers. Literally. <laughs> Kyrie wishes. Shut up. But like, um, help me out here, Gigi, for this explanation. Like, it's not necessarily Kyrie's job to like really emotionally support a person at his you're, age. I mean, you're right. I mean, in all sincerity, it's not any age. Uh, anyone at any age's job to do that. It, a relationship should not be 50-50 or any division of separation. It should be 100-100. She should be supporting him just as much as right. he does to her. But it's just, like, I believed that in this performance that Kyrie was a dumb teenager. Yeah. Like, watch watch the teenage soap operas, watch your CW shows, your ABC family, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, He's Kyrie and teenager. his voice acting would mm-hmm. fit right in. Like, yeah. it's, it's just how oh, yeah. that shit operates. As opposed to when we get to our next person, which we'll talk about Toji when we get to Toji. But, like, I really enjoyed this performance. Like, it really brought the character of Kyrie to life for me. Mm -hmm. And even though, like, the character did some some questionable actions, I always felt that the acting was there to support those actions. No, yeah. Like, it's one of the performances that, like, was stayed pretty consistent with, like, the whole character arc, honestly. And I think it worked very, very well. And... Going back for a hot second to, like, when we were talking about, like, this basically being the only leading role that Orion Pitts has had. Again, in my brain, in terms, like, this is probably the, really the only leading role he's really had in his career. Because he's done major characters since then, like we were talking about. Like, we talked about Kiss Him, Not Me. I almost forgot about fucking Grimgar, Ashes and Illusions. And then... Granted, he's it's, his character in Golden Comedy, o- Golden Comedy Ogata, it is more of a secondary character, but he it can be like a major player at points. Granted, Ogata's a dick, but I fucking love Ogata. <laughs> but like, it's very interesting that this that early Orion Pitts like eventually grows and evolves into like roles like roles like Kiss and Me or Grimgar or Golden Comedy. And it's a very different tone of voice than what I'm used to now. I'm circling back to, like, what it, it sounded like 15 fucking years ago, basically. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> I love it, though. Like, I what? wish... I love Orion Pitts. I wish he got to do more actual leads. But, I mean, he's popped up in quite a few shows, so I'll fucking take that. But it has the benefit uh, that this particular show is a rarity in... Or, Maybe I haven't seen enough different romance shows, but 
a rarity mm-hmm. in that uh, you actually have a love triangle where the two leads are equally viable for the main character. Like I feel like, at least in modern yeah, anime, your yeah your romance is going to be a very it's either going to be a very clearly set up pairing that inevitably happens, or it's going to be the uh, harem nonsense where you have to right. do all the routes in order to get to the main character, but the main one is still the obvious one. Yeah, so, this is one of those few shows, even now, that I think still has, like, these two are equally, uh, for all intents and purposes, are equally good choices mm-hmm. for yeah, there's the a main character. That, yeah, there's a reason that all three of the main characters are on the cover art and not just Toji and Momo. Or Momo and Kairi. Yeah. It, what we could have done is we could have done, like, one of those holographic cover arts where it's, like, you know, you tilt it and it's, like... Momo and Toji, Toji, and flip it, it's Momo and Kari. I, I, I don't think that was in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> it came with a purse and a manga. Oh, it did? Oh. The original set did? Yeah, it did. Because oh, I shit. have it. I the only set that. that was I actually did. the first manga I ever owned was Peach Girl Volume 1 because of that nice. set. Yeah, nice. the, the only versions of Peach Girl that are available still are fucking save edition yeah if you can find that which by the way you should probably watch this show as soon as you can because i highly highly doubt that funimation is going to renew the license to this anytime soon yeah it's probably so? true no they're not going to re-release this i mean yeah it's it's it, it's it's like fucking funimation, this is a part of your heritage you have to keep this up here's, right but if it's not gonna sell thing i would even Screw though suzuka money. is a terrible show i bet they'd renew suzuka before they were renewed peach girl but oh, i will they? say that peach girl did was so popular that years and years and years later there was a sequel manga that came out and there's a new yep. show out called peach boy that i was very disappointed has no relation to this show <laughs> oh I there's also a live uh, movie as well, live action movie. Yeah, that's also Japan. true. There's also a. I don't know if this was like. I don't know if this is the sequel manga you're referring to or something else. They also have a side story specifically from Sai's point of view as well. Yeah, there, that's something else that was. There's another out. one like that okay, takes actual, so actual place sequel. in the future. Yeah, with okay. Momo and whoever she chooses at the end of the manga, which oh, wow. I haven't read, so don't spoil it for me. Thanks. I don't she gets know together either. with the nurse at the end. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm tired of talking about Kyrie. Let's talk about the other half of this triangle side. Let's talk about Toji. Toji is kind of like our straight man. He's very like kind of reserved in some situations, but he's like he's like the rock. He's like the buffer. Mm. Like he would kind of do anything in his power to protect Momo. But he also wants Momo to be, like, his and his alone, which we find out in the last episode. It's a mix of devotion and protectiveness, along with a bit of possessiveness. Yeah, like... A little bit of both. Toji is kind of, like, as dull as a box of rocks for me, but, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Oh, shit, my rank just dropped really low. Hold on. Oh, no! One second. I... Pause for tear. Pause for tearing. Pause for tearing. <laughs> I keep thinking back to when we went, went to A-Fest and we did the, um, you and I tied in the Guess the Anime game, and your proposal to break the tie was Udapri in one second, and I'm almost yes. sure that we didn't try that because I'm like, I don't know what that is now. 
Oh my god. I would have lost, I, but it's been interesting. I feel like next time we all see each other, I we need to set that up just to see how good the boys do. Udapri in one second and our food war. Oh, I'm so looking for. I'm oh, prepping food war, hell yeah. the oven for the food. I got my lobsters <laughs> and my. Oh god, you're going lobster. You're gonna go lobsters for a group of almost probably 15 people. I mean, I didn't say you were getting the whole lobster. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fam. All right. So our friend Koji is played by Robert McCollum. Oh, um, who also has played Tosku in A3. I'm bringing this up for a reason, Funimation. I know I said that if you guys dubbed Skate the Infinity, I'd never talk about how you haven't continued the dub for A3 yet. Psst. But here I am. Psst, Funimation. Psst. Months later. Finish A3, please. Psst. Please. Please. Please, Kay, thanks. Please. Also, dub Moriarty the Patriot. Do a girl solid. Thanks, bye. <laughs> okay, cool. So, <laughs> that out of the way. Month, right? uh, he also had play, plays Best Boy in Death Parade, Genti. Yes. And he plays Asshole in Attack on Titan, Reiner. <laughs> We yep. won't talk about what Reiner does, but oh, I fucking Reiner. hate Reiner, and he can die in a fire. Oh, Reiner's a fucking piece of work. That's for sure. So, like, here's my thing with Robert as Toji. Yeah, I think weird. for a lot of it, he sounds really kind of boring. However, once he, like, gets to the point where he's defending Momo, or in the same vein, pushing Momo away... Or oh, yeah. okay. also same vein, getting very passionate about Momo, why didn't you really choose me, you stupid bitch? <laughs> and pushing her down on the bed. <laughs> that's when I think he does really no, yeah. well. And like, but that's because Robert gets to stretch his acting chops as opposed mm -hmm. to playing Toji, I'm good and reliable like a puppy dog, but also right. kind of Toji. Dogs are not reliable. Have you ever had a puppy? No, I haven't reliable. had a puppy. We need to fix that, don't we? I'm allergic. I have a cute puppy sitting right next to me now, and she's the best. No, you got a little puppy. puppy. I got no puppy. I have a boyfriend. He's good enough. I, 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 mean, have, I, do I have I a puppy. His name is Andrew. <laughs> so you're just rubbing it in. You both have boyfriends, and all I have is the puppy. What do I'm I have? I'm sorry. To? You can oh, get hi, a boyfriend, I'm too. I'm sorry. <laughs> And then Noah does not get to sleep in the bed tonight. He's regulated to the couch. Guess there who's go. sleeping in the bed? The puppy. <laughs> the all puppy's you... taking his place. Yeah. I'll... Oh, no, heck no. The puppy, I would join the puppy in her crate. No, what are you kidding? No, oh the puppy's God. taking your spot in the bed. You're yeah, in you're the going no, in the no, couch. No, no, no. I mean, Jennifer can have the bed, but I'm keeping the puppy. You got rid of that <laughs> nice couch, didn't you? We do have a nice couch, which uh, to everyone listening, I want you all to fully appreciate my wonderful wife, Jennifer, who legitimately, she puts herself out on the couch while I'm recording in her bedroom because one, it's loud and over the top, and also because she is just that supportive. We love so, you, Jenny. We You're love the real you, Jenny. MVP. Take care of your local wives today, people. Your also, wife also, she also sat through, according to Noah, half of this fucking show, and she wanted, what did she say? She wanted to start from the beginning? She did. I got to like the halfway point of the show and she, she was watching it because she doesn't usually watch the shows I'm watching because I don't usually watch shows like this. I right. do sometimes, but not really. But she saw this and this was up her alley. So she's like, can we watch this from the beginning? <laughs> I was like, no, 
I don't have the time or the patience to watch it again. I'll, maybe see, we'll watch see, it again as a group. I'm about to say now you kind of now that you're gonna be done with this episode, you're gonna have to watch it with her. Cause she's gonna want to watch it. Uh, let, let me at least you know get get through some other manlier shows before I go back into the future. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> no one needs a palate cleanse. That's what he's fucking saying. Anyway. That's right. Need to watch Anna Green Gables. <laughs> Good show. You want something hilarious, DJ? Hmm. Remember what you said during Kyrie that you were a Kyrie person? Mm-hmm. Like in early watches? You like Toji. In my early watch, in my first watch, yes. Yeah, because he want to know why, fam? Because say it with me, he's a good vanilla boy. I mean, so, watching the it the second time though, definitely... I'm on Team Kyrie though. <laughs> but so... no, no. Well, the question: Are you on? Were you on Team Toji? Uh, to group up with Momo or as a who you would want to go out with yourself kind of person? I was on Team Toji for Momo. Okay. See, I I was on Team Toji for Momo in this last watch that I did. See, I flipped. I'm Team Kyrie. I'm like, shit. (laughs) Like before I was always Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. But then I'm like, no, you know what? Kyrie made mm. this bitch wait while he walked to the noodle shop. Like, That's, fuck yeah, that. He, he had more claws. More, and it's it's his dumbass fault that he fucking got caught in a typhoon because he's a fucking moron. See, bitch, you could have called her I'm on just... her cell phone and been like, hey, you're a dumbass. Kyrie's See, a dumbass. See, at this point, I'm just all about the fucking nonsense and drama. That's why. Like, I'm so invested and I'm like, okay, I really like Kyrie. Kyrie's, Kyrie's a sweet bean even though he's a dick sometimes yeah and the only thing that toji did was break up with momo and smash her bottle of perfume that's the only thing he did wrong no in the last episode he was really kind of douchey yeah well i mean he had to get the audience back on team Kyrie without exactly yep so that's that's why i i think like that's a huge point of why at the end almost everybody is rooting for Kyrie because of that moment like in the last episode mm-hmm. when they're yeah. at the inn and y'all know what happens if you watched it if mm-hmm. not it's not cute I mean it's really good acting wise but like no, in, yeah. in real life not a cute moment for fucking mm-hmm. Toji and then I'm no, like okay no. I understand why Momo is like getting out the bed and running away mm-hmm. yeah but no in terms of Robert. Again, I said this earlier. This is probably very early on for him. Um, for shits and giggles, I'm gonna look it up. But, um, like, what's my brain thinking? Like, it was rough early on, and I think that was like, oh, Gigi yeah. was kind of describe it. Was well, like, Gigi was describing it was very, very, like, flat and like boring at points but we also don't know much about toji at this point of course but he definitely grows into <laughs> it and like by the time we definitely get to the point where the whole um big bombshell breakup shit happens like he's starting to sell it a lot more because toji's actually getting to emote a hell of a lot more <laughs> like i uh Toji is, Toji can be very sweet, he's very protective, he's very devoted, he just, he he really does care. Like, the fact that yeah. he fucking does go through the massive breakup with Momo was just to fucking protect her from Sai potentially ruining her damn life. 
because of a fucking picture. Oh, there was a really good line during that whole part. Something about being an international whore. And I was like, God, that's good writing. Oh, that was great. Sai basically says, like, she would go from uh, school School slut to international whore overnight. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, what a great fucking line. I'm like, ooh, you bitch. (laughs) Sai, you bitch. (laughs) But no, like... It's rough in the beginning, but again, it's one of those growing pains situations, and I think Toji as a character also may not have lent itself too, too well in the beginning as well, for Robert yeah. to really kind of, like, like express as the character, but, like, when the, more, the longer he gets in there, the more Toji does get to have shit to express, which means Robert gets to, like, th- like express, like, show his chops even more, so... And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, Toji, Toji, you fucked up. You, why you do this, Toji? Yeah, he could have made it out <laughs> on top. He could, he could have been the home run swing, but tripped at the finish line. And the thing I want to also add is that uh, you were talking about how he doesn't get to emote as much because his character is just a little more vanilla. He does get to have some funny lines when uh, Sai is blackmailing him. He's got to have, like, the deadpan, like, dead-to-the-world voice. And he does that really well. Like, I really like Robert's deadpan delivery when Sai's, like, um, you know, trying to be all lovey-dovey, and he's like, I can't tell the world what the truth is right now, but I sure as shit am not gonna look happy about having to be with this bitch either. Yeah, he does. Like, again, he... It's rough in the like a beginning but like it grows more and more and yeah toji does have some fun fucking one-liners like that i'm just looking over robert's credits mm-hmm. and i i am pretty sure i'm not seeing anything that could potentially like predate peach girl for him as like a major league character oh he was in ragnarok the animation i don't know when the fuck that was since we talked about that earlier uh but 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 i'm just looking through like it's definitely earlier on and it's i mean i do think he got this character i think for these top four they all got their characters pretty yes. well um because they, he, he did not try to be over the top and he didn't try to be monotone either um the the voice i think that robert was trying to emulate was a jock voice is definitely a cool jock character who again is reliable is trustworthy it is that same anime trope with love triangles, mm. you know, your uh, Yuki versus Kyo in Fruits Basket, where you got the, the hot-headed guy who's lots of fun to be around, and then you've got Toji, who is, as as they said, is about as fun to be around as counting the hairs on my head. <laughs> okay, so I might stand potentially corrected on my last statement for a hot second. He, uh, he did do... Oh, okay. Yep, he um he was in Yu Yu Hakusho, actually. Oh, okay. As Sensui. Oh. He was um, Shinobu Sensui. So that could be the one thing I think that might predate this. Oh, that guy was a bastard. I haven't finished fucking Yu Yu Hakusho. I need to go back to that. Oh no, uh, Sensui was the um the guy with like the split personalities, wasn't he? I don't remember. Maybe. You don't remember. Someone in the comments is going to know. Maybe? But I, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think he was the, the guy who had to have, like, split personalities. And w- some of them were, like, wimpier personalities, but his uh, more darker Wait. ones were... Oh, no, 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 yeah, this is... Yep, you are correct. No, this is the dude that is, like, fucking... 
Ugh, split personality. Is this? Oh yeah, this is him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just looked at the character. I'm like, oh, I recognize this character. I haven't, yes, he- I haven't gotten to that far in the show. Like, I'm on the fucking um, tournament. What is it? The oh, dark that, tournament? Is that the what dark tournament? Called? Yeah, that's where I last was. But yeah, okay. I was, trying to say, I was gonna say the dark wizard tournament. But I was like, no, that's something entirely <laughs> no, that's different. A, that's that's a something. Different... In, that's a different show. But no, Yu Yu Hakusho would be potentially the one thing I think that predates this for Robert. Okay. Yeah. Well, he so, did pretty good. Any... Yeah, okay. I was gonna ask, do you have any qualms with Robert's performance? I mean, Aside from I... the early episodes, no. I already said mine. Like, I kind of felt it was wooden at times, but that's what the character called for. So. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. All right. Let's... It is what it is. All right. I hate doing episodes that are over two hours. So let's hurry up and we're going to talk about the lady of the hour, Miss Peach Girl herself. That is Momo Adachi. Yay. She, she our girl, our girl Momo, who we've got to root for because she's the main character. And she our has... Our girl Momo, who's also an idiot. <laughs> She is the star of our CW drama. She is fucking dumb. But you know what? This is who we have to work with. And this is how we're going to have to watch our show based on a character of this caliber. So Momo is played by Kate Oxley. And Kate Oxley has played such roles as Baby Bakugo and Baby Todoroki in My Hero Academia. Uh, She's also played other roles, which I don't know who these people are, but I didn't know anybody else. Um, Such as Misha in A Certain Magical Index and Ren in Konohana Kitan, which my autocorrect corrected it to Titan. (laughs) (laughs) I love autocorrect, but no, Konohana Kitan, Ren is precious. She's also, have you watched Psychopaths? I don't think you probably have. She's the lead female, Akane Tsunamori in um, Psychopaths. All right, then. Let me, I'll find you something. No, I looked through it all. I couldn't find anything. Like You haven't seen Shuffle? A long time ago to the point where I wouldn't be able to tell you any characters at all. Okay. What all right. about oh. Holic? Oh, I don't like Yeah, Holic. I was just looking at that one. No? Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-mm. I kind of liked her character in that. Like, I, I didn't love that show, but I could kind of like her Ame Warashi uh, yeah. rain spirit character. And she's one of the many Pibamis in the fucking top team Heptic. Oh, boy. Oh, well, that narrows it down then. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's one of the people anyway, from the last episode, I think. So, um, I think that even even now, even 15 years after the dub has come out, that um, Momo Adachi is probably one of the most iconic characters that Kate has uh, voiced in the anime voice acting sphere. Uh, debatable. Psychopaths exists. Okay, that's for those yeah, of us who haven't one. seen Psychopaths. Peach for Girl those of you who haven't seen Momo's, Psychopaths. Yes, Momo's only <laughs> lead role. I also but, haven't seen Darker Than Black. But I, I know that that was big at the time. I don't know if it really is anymore. Uh, I you can't haven't watch seen it anymore. It. I, I can because I have the DVDs. I also as, have as it. do I. Oh, okay, that's the character. Okay. Well, I know what up. I haven't we're seen Dark than Black. Oh, God. I, don't, I haven't seen Dark than Black either. Um, um, so I have no context. But anyway, but I will. I will put this up to debate for you guys because I had mixed feelings on this performance. Um, I know she has to carry the show and she's doing her best and she leads whatever direction Momo's life takes her, which may or may not be in a role in a way that's conducive to 
good character arc for this character. That being said, uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes when Momo was crying, I couldn't tell Mm -hmm. the difference between if she was crying or if she was laughing. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And all of the melodrama after 25 episodes of this got to be kind of one note for me. Mm. And I think I know why it is, because I wrote down a keynote in trying to figure out why does this sound like it's missing something? And I think the reason is because Kate does the angst and anger of Momo very well. She understands the pain, turmoil portions of her. She also mm-hmm. gets the, the happier moments, too. The one element that's missing, at least in this performance, is sadness. I don't feel the sadness in Momo's life, like the parts where you're actually supposed to feel like your heart is, you know, is sad at things going on. There's a difference between being upset that your boyfriend broke up with you and being sad about it. And that little crucial element there is the one thing that direction-wise or acting-wise probably could have been played up a little bit more to, like you were saying, differentiate between whether she's laughing or crying. I can kind of see that, yeah. I mean, the point where Toji breaks up with Momo and Momo is sitting outside his house in the snow was the part mm-hmm. where I was just like, is she, is she literally, is she laughing because she's so upset she has no other emotion than to laugh mm-hmm. at her situation? Or are we supposed to believe that she's crying now? That part and the part where she literally says to Kyrie that she'll be number two. And I was like, first of all, bitch, no. But secondly, like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it that she wouldn't be a little more broken up about that in that moment that it was vocally that her mind was so made up that that was the decision that Momo was going to make like right in that point in time. Like, I mean, like you said, like a lot of the angst was really good. And when Momo Mm -hmm. gets excited about something, but then she'll No, yeah. Like, I also really liked that she had a spunky and fun attitude. That's what I really liked about Kate. But there were just some points that I was just like, can we tone it down? Or maybe can Mm. we like ramp up the real emotion instead of just that I'm going to whine into a microphone and hope it's got the right pitch to it, that it sounds like I'm crying my eyes out. And I don't think that's entirely, that's not Kate's fault because the show itself, like the actual Japanese version is very like the acting uh, matches that archetype. But you look at the animation, you look at the, the shifting between, um, you know, realistic character designs and then chibi bits. There's like Mm -hmm. a full gag where like the swim team comes in and the characters turn into, like, video game tech-speak for a couple of lines for some reason. I don't know why that's there. This show has a bit of a balancing act in that first portion when it comes to the comedy and the drama portions of it. So I feel like Kate was trying to thread that line very carefully, not get too upset, like, too into it, so to the point that it would offset people who were here for the goofier cartoonish moments as well. I feel like she tried her best. There were just some beats that I didn't buy. Like, I can also kind of agree with that. Because for for the most part, I didn't have too many problems or concerns with Kate. But there were, like, 
there was like maybe like one or two like occasional line reads like peppered throughout and little beats and moments and I'm like okay that's a little hmm uh but yeah no yeah I it's again also rather early on for Kate too and I don't think I really found anything else that was fairly early on potentially predates this honestly um so it's feasibly possible that she was brand new at the time um i just can't it, say for sure it, with confidence but it was pretty early on um i was talking before about that commentary track uh that was the one that kate was the actress oh, it that was, was her in that yeah one. it was talking about how yeah she'd kind of oh. like she'd done other roles before this um i i'm sorry i didn't jot them down before this uh but uh this was pretty early on and that's how she got her connections was the um stage performances in the fort worth area See, that I wouldn't. Sense. That was not my guess. I was like, I, I, mean, I, I figured it was her. That was my guess. Yeah, honestly. But uh, so, oh, she was I in Kadocha. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I love that show. I, I love that show too. That that's another show that while I'm watching the show again, I'm watching on home video, and uh, you know, a preview for other shows pops up as you know before you get to the main show, and it was Suzuka. Kodacha and School Rumble were like the big three ones that kept getting promoed from that time period because the discs Kodacha were pressed was... in early 2000s. Fun fact, Kodacha was used to be my favorite dub of all time. Well, damn, alright. I don't blame you. Kodacha, the good. first Kodacha DVD looks to have been like 2005, so that could oh, probably yeah. predate um, Peach Girl potentially for Kate. But this, at the very least, I think because I don't know who Mommy Suzuki is in in uh, Kodacha. So this could potentially be her first actual lead. Oh, was she the mom in that show? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know. That's not the it point. The point is <laughs> So my okay, if um someone's going to watch the show. Like did did you either of you watch hmm. any of the Japanese audio when preparing for this? No, I, I didn't did have not time. have the time. Okay, all right. Cause I, I've listened to a little bit of uh, just to kind of compare it to, and the you know the Japanese seiyu is really good. It fits the archetype of this character that's supposed to be, you know, like um, the over the top teenage character, not quite a you know a gal, even though she looks like one. But right. it's it, it's are it's better than Kate's performance. And I'm not gonna lie, but Kate's performance does get the angst portion of it, and it's. I mean, I think it's just we didn't really have like another archetype to go up against it that you could look at and say in English, um, like try to emulate this or like this is how to avoid the awkward, like Gigi was saying, whining into a microphone and hoping, just hoping you've got the right pitch to go with it. Mm -hmm. But it, it's I mean, I wouldn't say just off of this to like, you know, switch to the Japanese. It is comparable and it does better in the um I suppose the less angsty moments. It does well in the goofier, funner, like just having a life moments. Like that parts, I think she excels at more. Oh, when and when freaking Momo turns into a fucking badass, like straight badass, I rooting for Kate. <laughs> like I will admit that. A couple of times she does. But what what kind of swim meet doesn't have more than one swimsuit available? How was that a conflict? It's Japan. They probably. It's probably a whole school uniform affordability horseshit. No, no. 
no, no, like, like, the scene where, like, you know, she rips her swimsuit and, like, I don't want to show my boobs off to everyone. It's like, how that's do you exact, not have... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> how do you not have more than one swimsuit available? Maybe because she broke. probably, maybe because fucking school uniform horseshit. Because anime, what just that's saying. why. Because anime. Because the drama. Horseshit. This whole it's show could have been. It's all fucking horseshit. It, it all of it. This whole show could have been resolved much easier, much faster if one they'd cut Sai out of their lives because, like I said, cut toxic people out of your life, people. They're making you look bad. And two, if people had just communicated with each other. I made a comment in the chat that this show would be over a lot faster if these characters had cell phones because at the time they uh, had the, cell phones. Yeah, I was about to say that Momo was trying to call a character using uh like the school phones, like the big clunky green ones that are drilled to the wall. And I'm like, I wish you know she had a cell phone, she could contact people. And lo and behold, wait, they do have cell phones. Why aren't they using them? Their batteries so are stupid. always dead. Always, the batteries are always a, dead. What? It's part of the trope. It's part of the drama. <sighs> My battery's dead. I need to use a phone. It's a fucking it's trope, trope, Noah. Just right. deal that, with it. I well, this this trope is going to say that again. Kate did honestly uh, just as good as I would have expected. Is the I think is the nicest way to end this off. And the so, last thing I'm going to ask is the character's mm -hmm. name is Momo Adachi. Gigi, do you know if the last name was chosen as a like a homage to um, the mangaka Mitsuru Adachi, the guy who did all the sports manga from the 1980s? I don't know, but I know that Momo means peach. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? Like Momotaro, peach, peach, peach boy. He's being sarcastic. Oh. But he's being sarcastic. <laughs> Is that why they got her a peach-scented perfume? Yeah. Peach girl. That's why Kyrie planted a peach seed in the fucking garden. And peach didn't blossom. Get the right, then get the right flower a week later because he's dumb. Peach <laughs> blossom means I'm your slave. I told Chris that he only has to buy me peach blossoms from now on. And his response oh. was, they're not in season. They're not in season. <laughs> Good boy, Itchy. You were paying attention. <laughs> yeah. No, um, like, for for all intents and purposes, I do love Kate as Momo, especially since this is, like, for all intents and purposes, as far as we know of, her first lead role. <laughs> um, But no, yeah, like, there are some beats and moments that probably could have been done a little bit better, but... All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end this up with our final thoughts. I'll go first and keep it real short and sweet. This dub is definitely a product of its time. And when I say it's time, I mean the mid 2000s. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I personally love dubs from this era because like I said, no one gave a shit and nobody's calling them out on the internet for things being not too the exact wording of whatever the Japanese script is because that's boring. And I like it when people throw dubbed jokes in things. Um, and I think dubs are more interesting and more creative that way when it happens. That being said, it is the first lead role for most of these actors. Uh, they did what they could and compared to other dubs in this same time period, I would rather listen to Peach Girl then let's just say Suzuka. Hmm, I've shit on that show so much tonight. 
Watch I watch it like 10 years later and I'm like, God, I really fucking love Suzuka now. Oh my God. That's just, <laughs> that's just karma waiting to bite your ass. It really is. But you know what? I'll take the bite and, you know, it's a thing of its time. Everybody did as best that they could. And the actors that we hear of today in 2021, they obviously did a good enough job to continue working. And the other ones, maybe they haven't have decided to not work in this medium anymore or just haven't gotten any roles lately. I don't know. Um, but I really did enjoy this dub for everything that it is to the point where I've never watched it in Japanese because I haven't felt the urge to turn it off. So... <laughs> Yay, 2007 Peach Girl comes with a purse. I'm if done. If you were lucky enough to get the version when it first came out. Look, I bought that shit on clearance at Right Stuff. I think I maybe paid like $7 for an art box. What? No, I'm serious. Oh, man. I paid How long ago was this? How long ago was this? <laughs> what? How long ago was this? Oh, God, I can't remember. Okay, I will I will say this. Remember when Right Stuff used to do those sales for like a hundred bucks and you get 20 DVDs? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. I think it was around that time because that's when I first started like collecting stuff. That sounds like it potentially well no, that sounds like it potentially predates like me starting to collect shit. Potentially. (laughs) So what you're telling me is before 2012? Maybe. I don't think you're going to be able to find the uh, the same Peach Girl release for $7, is what she's saying. No. Oh, God, no. No. And it Absolutely. was in singles. It was in singles. Oh, my God. Uh, do people remember singles? I bought it yes. in singles with the art box, of course. I have, I have the only show that I still have that is with those singles is Speed Grapher. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, is that the really nice singles? Or is it the cheap ones? Look look at who my boyfriend is. Like, all we have are singles and boxes. Like, if it's in a save edition, like, we don't want it anymore. Well, Gigi, since you two moved in together, you're not single anymore. Ha! Ha ha! She hasn't been single for a couple of years. Yeah. Where have you fucking been? Stephanie, <laughs> let's any... talk about your, your final thoughts here. We'll let Mr. Clue go last. All right. I said this earlier. It's been like 10 fucking years since I've watched this fucking show. And it is, it's, it's not exactly as how I remember it. Cause I barely remember anything with this fucking show for what this show is. And for the time period that it came out, the dub, I think is actually pretty serviceable. Um, People who are newer fans of English doves are probably not going to like it. Oh, you'll hate this. You're going to fucking hate it. But for You'll th- love the opening song, though. Oh, 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 God, we didn't even mention how terrible it is. <laughs> it's <sighs> terrible, but it's so fucking catchy. Na, I couldn't na, 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 singing na, it. Na, 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 na. No, no, no. What's funny? What's so hilarious, I don't know if the home video release does did this too, and Noah, you can tell us if it did. The fucking subtitles for the Japanese lyrics on top of the song, and they're nothing like what's being sung. It's so funny. The but, home video had, it just had the subtitles for, I'm assuming, the direct Japanese translations, and it, I mean, that it's adapted writing, so it's like, 
the words kind of matched up a little bit, but you could clearly tell where they changed it to actually match the meter instead of just like, let's awkwardly take the words like, I remember. No, 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 no. it's still funny to me, would... though. That, it, it's still, remember. it's still the, funny, though. The ending wasn't any better. I would, no. it's no. safe to say the ending was worse. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that much better. Oh, but I anyways, it was just as good. And <laughs> anyways, no. Uh, for people in 2021 who are more modern uh, anime fans and anime watchers, you're not gonna enjoy this. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you have a soft spot for old school anime, or you just love fucking trash like Gigi and I tend to do. Um, you're gonna love it, honestly. <laughs> like, there are some minor gripes that, f f being a 15-year-old, almost 15-year-old dub, it's gonna show its age. But, um, for all intents and purposes, I still think it's a pretty serviceable show and a serviceable dub. I take umbrage with you calling this old-school anime because, you know, the show's just over 15 years old. That's not Here's really the that old. To us, it's not that old. But to, like, newer anime fans, it's gonna be fucking old. I mean, this ain't no cat girl nuku nuku, let's be real. Still, point still stands. <laughs> this ain't yeah. no Ray Earth OVA old. Oh my god, point, okay, yeah, see. Point still stands. Point still stands. You have the, like, you have the newer anime fans who are really, like, into, like, My Hero or fucking Demon Slayer. They're oh, gonna be like, this, this is old. They'll hate oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. To them, this is old school. Let me put on my grandma pants and say, you kids will hate this. I, I, I hate <laughs> you kids get off my lawn. Like, I don't like that anything, like, older than a certain time frame all get lumped together like someone could lump together I mean, I'm not a fan of Astro it either. Boy, Voltron, Cowboy Bebop, and Peach Girl into the same glop of Again, I'm I'm not a fan of that either, but for like Oh my god, I can't believe I'm fucking aging myself. The younger generation <laughs> That's Whoa. probably what they're gonna fucking think. Like, let's be real here. It is definitely of the pre-streaming era. Also, the, no the characters have teeth. <laughs> they got some lips, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh they got lips. them lips. Them luscious lips. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to have anything more to add than these guys said. Because, yeah, if, you, if you're if uh, you a fan of um, angst teen drama, where the characters are very stupid, but you don't have to think very hard about what you're gonna get going into this, absolutely pop this on. Um, I got enjoyment out of watching it because my, I don't wanna say because my expectations were set low, but because I was slipping back into what I kind of cut my teeth on when I first got into anime, which was mm -hmm. what was new at the time. And that was, again, the early 2010s, which had some remnants of the late 2000s, the 2Ks, yeah. whatever we call that. that that's decade. actually the same situation with me, honestly. Right. So, uh, yeah, so the Relic of a Past, I think, will be an enjoyable touchstone for people who want to understand how we got from uh, early days of home video release dubbing for anime into the modern day. And is it serviceable enough for what it's going for? Yes, it absolutely is. Is it going to, uh, I guess, become your new favorite? Possibly, because there are... There really is, as opposed to, I'm sorry, because not only is this kind of a dub that's not really being made anymore, this really is the kind of anime that's not being made very much either. This is, again, yeah. from a pre, 
you know, Sword Art Online ruined everything and made everything an isekai sh genre. Now, this is from when you could have shows about perfectly average high schoolers being very freaking stupid and making awful decisions with their hormones and making a compelling show out of that for 25 episodes. So, I'm glad we finally got around to talking about this because I, I can say this with absolute certainty. There are almost no other shows in anime quite like Peach Girl. It's true. That, are, that have been dubbed. It's true. They're probably some older ones from like the 80s, but those ones never got dubbed. And I've been waiting a very long time to talk about Peach Girl. Every year I bring it up for Valentine's Day and every year it gets shut down to the point where it's a joke that me and Noah were just going to talk about Peach Girl while everybody well, else talked about something else. Well, here we are. <laughs> I know. We made it. We did it, finally. Yay. We did it, fam. We're talking about Peach Girl. Yay. And if, so where, where can someone watch it if they're, if they're really curious to watch Peach Girl now? Well, if you want to watch Peach Girl and you haven't already, do it quickly. Uh, it's currently on Funimation in glorious 4x3 resolution. <laughs> on Funimation oh, now. Powers. That's pretty much the only place you can watch it. Pretty sure Crunchyroll took it down. I think it used to be on Crunchy back in the day, but who knows with them anymore. Probably. It's also um, on home video, though. You can, There's the home video. No Blu-ray, only DVD. Only DVD. You got to track it down. You got to go to your HPB, your half-price books, and look around for Peach Girl, probably in it's, a save it's edition. It's still available on Right Stuff, I think. Shut actually. up. I really? I saw it on part of the oh, sale. Yeah. I saw can, it on part oh, of their yeah. birthday Girl, sale. And Suzuka are readily available in the save edition line. Mm -hmm. I knew not Suzuka still was for they're, they're, some it's reason. The, I am gonna look real quick. Like I'm put it in my cart as a potential fucking buy from the um the sale from the birthday sale. Write the fuck off for a second. I'm trying to look at something. <laughs> no, yeah, they still have it in stock. No shit. Who knew? For $15 currently, so... Uh, well, it's definitely worth $15. I mean, you won't get the purse, but, I mean, not everyone it's, it's needs the, a purse it's, with it's their the anime. It's the edition, so yeah. Um, so you can watch it there or buy it. Uh, do, 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 what else are we can talk about? Oh, we're gonna talk about our fabulous patrons. Again, thank you to Otaku Anthony for suggesting this show and finally letting me live my dream. I appreciate it very <laughs> much. Um... And all of our other lovely patrons, if you want to help support Dub Talk, we have a Patreon. Uh, and in our $5 tier, we have Megan's Mom and Dad, Michelle Travis, Miraculous Corazon, Nico Robin, but with Yowie Hands, <laughs> Sue Chwete, and Victor Maybarada. And in our $10 tier, we have Carly Lestikow, Crimson Echidna, Jacob Wilson, Jared Hawkins, Julia W., Marissa Lenti, Millicent Sowerby, and Otaku Anthony. Thank you for helping to support Dub Talk as best you can. We really enjoy doing these Patreon mm -hmm. shows, or should I say, I really enjoy doing these Patreon shows because y'all are on my wavelength, and this is basically all I record anymore is Patreon shows. Let's be real. The next it's one I'm recording. It's kind of funny how it turns out. The next one I'm recording, also a Patreon <laughs> Like, if you want to like get. It's kind of funny how this worked out. <laughs> I know. Like, if you want to get in the quarterly raffle, well, this one's done. But there's always next season. Uh, so at the time of recording this, this episode was supposed to have come out back in June? June. Sorry. It's my fault. You're, you had real life to deal with. You had real life apologize. shit to deal with. Um, 
and at the time again at the time of recording this we actually just did the raffle the the, the picking of the new show um which should, that episode should come out by at the end of september if all goes well um but yeah if you want to take part in the next one just make sure you're one of our uh, ten dollar patrons come submission time so and make sure that you suggest Suzuka so we can finally get Gigi to God talk about damn it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, we're all, we oh, also have what a... What do for Valentine's Day this year? Oh, hell no. no. <laughs> Look, if, mm, all no of my, my choices this year for Valentine's Day have already gotten, like, vetoed. So I'm in, like, a salty place when it comes to Valentine's Day. At least you got to make suggestions. I didn't even get a chance to suggest well, anything. Why don't you fucking pick out this year's Valentine's special? I will. I will do that. <laughs> make Let's it fast forward to February and you will find out what I suggested. All right. It's be crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. So anyway. we also have a Ko-Fi. You can send us $3 at a time. And uh, you can follow us on social media at Dub Talk Podcast in lots of places. There's a Twitch channel that they're actually using now. Yes, you can come hang out with us on Twitch. At the time of recording this, uh, we have three of us streaming consistently, I think, a bit. So Jackson on Mondays, Megan on Wednesdays, and then me on Thursdays, with a little bit of me and Megan playing Okami on Saturdays at the time of recording this. Um, Do you think that we could could have an mm -hmm. episode or a night where I just play Minesweeper? I don't see why the fuck not. Go for it. Awesome. <laughs> I don't see why you can't. Go for <laughs> so it. Long I'm as sorry, you give... I'm just looking my computer. Like, what, how many games do so I have? So long as you have some fun, entertaining commentary while playing Minesweeper, which it's you, oh. Noah, so I know you will. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Everyone, put down in the comments if you'd like to see a night of 3D pinball. I got that game on my Oh, hell too. yes. <laughs> fuck yeah. Old school. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. So there's that... Uh... <laughs> And subscribe to us on YouTube. And download us on platforms where podcasts are found. Hooray. Yay. Now plug yourselves, <laughs> bitches. Oh, my name is Stephanie. I'm also known as Lilac sometimes. You can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review with review being spelled R-E-V-U-E. I also have a blog, Life and Times on Talker.wordpress.com that I need to do more shit with. But, um, yeah, no, like I said before, I've been doing more, like, streaming on, um, Twitch on Thursday nights. So come hang out, say hi. It's a fun time. You can, uh, my name is Noah Clue. You can follow me on Twitter at Noah Clue where I discuss everything about the animation world, including why Wolf Walkers needs to get more respect, why there are more 2D animated films being made than just Disney, because Disney is not going to last forever. I also like to post pictures of my children and my puppy, because uh, unlike the characters in this show, I actually went forward with procreation and um, using my social media to pimp that out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. I mean, it works. I, I, mean, I just... I just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. And my name is Gigi. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at Anime Palooza. On my YouTube channel, I have started posting almost weekly vlogs. And if you've watched the first one that came up, you'll be able to see that I checked an anime off my anime roulette game. We play once a month. And if you want to be involved in that, you can go to my Patreon, which is different from the Dub Dog Patreon. <laughs> 
I also put the word GG in an envelope and stuff it in your little Can you just put cash like the Jesus guy put that note in my mailbox? Like if you would like to come to my house <laughs> and drop me off envelopes of cash with Jesus messages in them, I will take them. You know me, in our live panels, I talk about Superbook. I'm all about yeah. Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and his many yeah. anime forms. Oh, Flying man. House was better. I didn't see that. You didn't? No. I'm so Flying House was the better Jesus anime. I'm going to have to find it because I fucking love Jesus anime. I shouldn't say fucking it's and got... Jesus in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's got it's got an Astro Boy and oh. it's got a robot and it, and the doctor has porn music playing behind him. It, oh, oh it's, my God. It's such a great, it's such a great Christian program. Sorry. But I think we've talked long enough about this. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry. I've sound like I'm in a cave. Unfortunately, I only have enough money to buy four foam panels for my office, but I did get a new mic. Have fun editing this. Whoever's doing it. Probably me. <laughs> Probably stuff. So that's about it for our latest Patreon episode. I hope you had a good time. I'm really craving some cobbler right now. Oh yeah. So like, that does sound about, really nice. Can anybody make some for me? I have not learned how to make peach cobbler yet. What? You gotta have an iron casket to do that, right? An iron skillet, not casket. That's in the ground. <laughs> I know what I said. Yeah. Okay. We're all gonna make peach cobbler at your grave. So good. Dude, that'd be awesome. You take the recipe to the grave. Heck yeah. At least it's All not right. when Noah thinks Kyrie will do at Rio's grave, so I guess we're up both step up now. <laughs> I want all of you to be at my grave doing peace signs with Peach Cobbler. That that is oh. Thank you. This episode <laughs> the best is way to remember way to Noah. Alright. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm gonna, gonna go make that. I'm gonna go finish cheering. I have sixty-two more minutes to play for Briar Rose Ron Maru. Oh, oh man. Alright. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next time. Love your faces. Bye, guys. Have Aloha. a good night. Have a good night, Otaku on. <laughs>